all day. You're going to fuck up which button to press for the intro. And the technology is going to kill us. You're, you're over there abusing technology. And you're acting like it's not going to rise up against us and kill us. Hello? Is there somebody there? It's to deliver us some evil Christmas special, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> your timing was so off on that. I was. And that on your little conductor. It, it was. It was so off. Motions over there. You were into I it. I felt gauge. the enthusiasm, but I was like, why? Well, his timing's off by like more than half a second on every one of those. I am white. <laughs> Okay, I have no hey, rhythm. you eat seasoned chicken, so... Yeah. <laughs> I am semi-white. I have no rhythm. The, the white part of me I have has no, no rhythm. rhythm. The non-white part of me loves hot sauce. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like, I get it. I'm a fucked up abomination. Saison. I'm a abomination. It's not just right? salt. God literally broke the mold when he created me. Absolutely. Welcome to Deliver Us Some Evil. I am Hippity Hop. It is Christmas is here. Elijah motherfucking new in it today. I'm joined by Scrooge McDuck, Mel November. Mel, why don't you get your tits out? Hi there. Fucking Scrooge McDuck. You didn't say welcome to the Deliver Us Some Evil Christmas special. No, I do I did I say that last year? I don't how am I supposed to know? I don't know. I, like I remember things from an entire the year ago. I hardly remember what things I from last week. Because I am the conductor and you're just the Scrooge McDuck. Over there. Right, I was like, man, right, I'm just hearing there. symbols like, clashing. Like you shit. press the recording button, you're like, fuck Christmas. Everyone Christmas in the orchestra would have walked out. They would like drop their fucking violins and shit on the ground. I just said, This is I'm not doing you this. You fucking walked out of the God. room. You sat down in your chair, wrapped your granny shawl around you with an attitude. It's you've not had, a granny You have no shawl. hot cocoa. I do not no have hot cocoa. Sweets. It's Christmas. You're like, why don't like, you have hot cocoa? Yeah, I'm like, I don't have yeah, time, you're bitch. I don't have too time much for to this shit. It's Christmas. Too Fuck much. you. Said like a Scrooge McDuck. Have not had enough chocolate. Where you is know, I have your not had any. Where's your yol cheer? Any. I've not had any chocolate today. You have to have chocolate, Mel. I know. Where's your know. Where's your ch cheer, you know? Where's your beer and your cheer? Mmm. Mmm. Well, I hope you're all enjoying your Christmas I hope listening you all to have our voices cocoa. as we Even serenade like you. Spiked hot cocoa? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that honestly, might be kind of nice. Spiked hot cocoa while hiding in the closet of your girl ex-girlfriend's like parents' house while trying to avoid them all on Christmas was actually the it was the life. It was the shit, man. Okay. They filed that under yet another story I have not but heard. I'm sure there are people out there who do that for like their family members. You know, you show up to the family's house for Christmas. Like every year. Because you have to. And then you like, hide in the closet. Like, where's John? Check the closet. Yeah, yeah. Just hide in the There's closet with like the... Top up his hot with, cocoa. With the, the hot cocoa. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the, Close you, you the throw Kahlua, again. Kahlua and cocoa, man. And give them a couple like uh, those powdered <laughs> cookies, yes. you know, just like a little plate with the powdered yeah, the, cookies. The on. ones where like, like if you breathe in yeah, as you're trying to yeah, bite, you to, you're going to die. coordinated yes, effort. yes. Because you just yeah. get all that powdered sugar down your throat, and you just—I think that is like one of the leading causes of death on Christmas Day. No, I think it's suicide. Inhalation of oh my suicide god! Inhalation divorce. of powdered cookie. No, your your wife divorces you on Christmas sugar. because the ring you gave your girlfriend was bigger than the ring you gave her, and she gets mad. <laughs> Fucking women, man. 
can't keep them happy, especially if they live with you. Anyways, it's <laughs> Christmas. I hope you're all enjoying it, unwrapping those gifts that your parents spent like two hours wrapping. You're gonna unwrap them in three seconds, and you're Just not even gonna that shit like, open, pay man. attention to how good they're wrapped. You don't give a fuck about the wrapping paper. And how many you of care you, about what's how many on of you are watching the dog membrane. eat the tinsel because you know what's gonna happen in about yes. 45 minutes? Yes, you, you just at let one them end do of it. the other, and you're like, well, I don't know how that happened. The cat's strangling themselves with the Christmas lights, trying to knock all the ornaments off the trees because that's what they do yeah i can't put christmas presents out early because of the curly ribbon because <laughs> yes they will eat it that's a snack that's a snack it's a toy and a snack a toy and a snack it's a toy and a snack it's entertainment and dinner <laughs> speaking of entertainment snacks dinner christmas morning surprises that you probably don't want in your house <laughs> We are talking today about John Benet Ramsey. Delivering all the evil. Of that little girl's unfortunate demise yeah. that we are now capitalizing off of like oh, 30 years man. later. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck her. She kind of deserves it. Oh my God. You know why she deserves it? Because she pulled the short straw when it came to the parent lottery and she got some of the worst parents she could have yeah, ever had. Yeah, that's, that's always a thing, man. You're in the womb, you're like, oh, I gotta draw the one. You're like, whoa, that yes. is a very, very short straw. That, that, that's, a, that's a matchstick. That is a, yeah. Yes. It's her fault. She should have recognized oh, the man. odds I, I and chosen just, a better family to be a part of. Yeah. Although, I, I think after this episode, I'm going to alienate pretty much all of our oh, listeners no. with my own theory I have about this case. Because it's a Eli Shaw motherfucking Newton theory episode. Oh, wow. I Although didn't, I didn't know that. it's a theory that it's not solely mine. It is shared with other people who have... Other conspiracy theorists? No, no. Uh, other people who have a brain and can think for themselves. Wow. So all two of you? Yeah. All two of us that managed to <laughs> avoid the media entirely. Because this case, I mean... It yeah, avoid the media. You were, were you even born? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was two years old when she died. So this was, this was 96. Yeah, 96. I was two years old when she died. And I still hear about it every fucking day of my life. And I'm in my 30s. Hmm, that's 30, weird. Yeah. So that was after I graduated there. from college. Yeah. Huh. See, exactly. So, like, you know, fuck her. Wow. That <laughs> she was stole my childhood ago. now. My mother cared more about that little girl that day than she did me. You're not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating because I was the human, you know, the only one who had The only one who had a shorter straw than her was you. No, 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 <laughs> They're no. like, you know, this no, motherfucker no, doesn't no. even get a straw. No. See, I'm very fortunate I was born in America and not China. Actually, that's fucking true. <laughs> I'm just saying, you may you have know? been aborted if you were yeah. born in China. Or drowned in the river if I was a girl. Uh, yeah. So I'm just saying there's always someone out there living a shittier life than you. That's true. And part of the Christmas spirit is to be grateful for what you have and not that's what true. you don't have. Because you can always go to your neighbors, beat them up, and steal their shit. Now you have their <laughs> shit. Wow. I... <laughs> so you have what you didn't have before, <laughs> which was their shit. See? So you can always improve your station. No one ever wants to, like, like take a step down on the ladder <laughs> oh, of, you know, man. like, social hierarchy wow. that is america okay wow so we have gone dark or i'm assuming we're going darker we're going very dark we're going to the deepest darkest places that only hunter biden goes oh speaking of which we dark. have seen those photos i've seen i've been seeing those photos for years i saw them for the first time up before night. they guys hit with a band hammer for child porn wow my question is why aren't they in jail for child pornography yeah they at should, the very they least should all be in prison at, at the very least. And no. then let the prison population do what they always do with pedophiles. Yes. Yes. Within Treat them like hours. they're the little girls. 
Man. Yes. But that's not what this is. Well, no. It's kind of it's kind of on par. Kinda. It's kind of relevant. It's kinda. it's got relevance. It Let's does. just put it there. So I'm just gonna hop, skip, jump right into face first, right into this. I would say John Benet Ramsey, but that would put me on the watch list. Uh, <laughs> the story of John Benet Ramsey. And just start with her birth, Mel. So what were you doing in nineteen ninety? 1990 was like my junior year of high school. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally just asked you this question when we did the clown, <laughs> clown episode. <laughs> it's, it's the only question I have to ask you, Mel. I was like, it's 90 something. It was what like, were well, you doing? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 1990. That was just after the I just like making you feel life. bad about yeah. about being old. <laughs> no, that's the only reason I, I asked that bad. question. It's like 49. It was just like <laughs> I was thinking i've regularly about turning 50 and then once i turned 50 i was like yeah i don't even care anymore it's kind of cool being 50. yeah that's how i was it's like 16 i was like yeah i can't wait to be 18. 18 i'm like oh man i wish i was 12. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the story of my life uh, so john benet ramsey was born august 6 1990 in atlanta georgia She's not. She wouldn't be that much. She was only like four years older than you, then. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Please give. Every, you want to give everyone oh, my social security number too? <laughs> Everybody knows when you were born. Come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't want them to know about me. All right. It's Elijah motherfucking <laughs> Newton or nothing. That's true. All right. They don't need to know my government. <laughs> so her mother, Patricia Ramsey, was a former beauty queen, pageant winner, champion. Oh, was she really? Uh, yeah. I, I think the last time she won something was like 1977. That's so weird. I did not. I don't. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. yeah so, but yeah. that's why her case kind of garnered so much attention. Yeah. Because it was like a family of beauty pageant like champions. Oh, I don't know. I. There was one of those cases. This was one of those cases where you didn't have to pay attention to it because yeah, it, it paid attention oh, yeah, to you. All, it was everywhere. Was it was on all the throat. TV newspapers. You couldn't get away from it. In America, John Benet Ramsey case. You do not watch it. It watches you. Yeah, yes. really. Yeah, pretty it much. Did. So her father worked as the president of Access Graphics. For those that don't know, they eventually became a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin. So it's Holy a pretty big shit. deal. And uh, they had an older son, Burke Ramsey, who no one's ever going to really talk about. The media yeah. kind of like like avoided him like the plague, although my theory based entirely around him. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyways, so... you. you the life was kind of good for the Ramseys, you know, 1990. Yeah, I, I think Patricia was uh, John's Ramsey's uh, second wife. I think oh. his first wife like died or some shit. Mm. He's a little bit of an older dude. Yeah, she's okay. a little bit younger. He's a little bit older. Second wife status gave him. A, I think. I think they had two kids together, but I could be wrong. Mm. I think Burke's hers uh, again. Could be wrong. Yeah, John Bonet definitely hers. Yeah. So in 1991, the Ramseys would move to Boulder, Colorado. Oh, so Boulder, John Colorado. Was one. They moved to Boulder, Colorado, which was where the Access Graphics headquarters was located. So he just moved closer to work, essentially. And this would be the last place John Benet would ever live. Oh my goodness! Yes, and also who what, like. I, I get why, like, you would want to put, like, a, a business in Boulder, Colorado. My question is, if you're living in Georgia, why the fuck would you want to move to Boulder, Colorado? I don't know. I, if I you think, don't, like, absolutely have to, you know? I don't know what the politics were at the time, but today I believe it's known as being super, super liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what it was like in 1991. Probably super liberal. Yeah, probably. Once you go liberal, you never go back. But it's like being black. <laughs> So John Bonet was a flowering beauty pageant champion herself. Patricia was determined to have a daughter who did nothing but win and apparently get ogled by pedophiles. Because I'm convinced that anyone who goes to a beauty pageant for children 
are pedophiles. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. that Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. Yeah, was, <laughs> fucking amazing episode. It comes out. Really amazing episode. Yeah, it's, yes. it's amazing. You have, you have to watch. It's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure, like, anyone who's who goes to them, man, woman, child, you're all pedophiles. Yeah, they're pedophiles. Even, like, the little eight-year-old boys that go, you're pedophiles. <laughs> pedophiles in the making. You just don't know you're pedophiles yet. Yeah. I can proudly say I've never actually paid attention to the beauty pageant shit. Yeah. And I, I couldn't care less. And it, I'm, I'm proud of that. It's like, it's like you know, being, like, pure blood status. You know, I just, I am proud of the fact that I'm not like the rest of you fuckers. I don't know. I never paid attention to any of that stuff Yeah, either. but you're not a pure blood, bitch. Sadly. So I'm, like, ultra pure blood because, you know. And I don't know shit about Game of Thrones, so that makes me like ultra, ultra, ultra pure blood. Look at that. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I am superior to right, everybody. So I read the book. i never seen any of the shows. So. Yeah, fuck you. I read I, the I've first never even book. read the books. See, I am superior, superior. Elijah motherfucking Newton. Superior. <laughs> superior. Superior. So by the time she was six, John Bonet had won several competitions in titles, including America's Royal Miss, all, although it might be Royal Miss, mm. uh, Little Miss Charlevoix, which I don't really fucking speak French very well, but Charlevoix, Charlevoix, whatever you want to call her, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All-Stars Kids Cover Girl, and National Tiny Miss Beauty, which Before are all big the, deals. By the time she was six? Yep. She had won all those titles. That poor little girl. My goodness. Yeah, I wonder how many times her mom pimped her out, too. Because there's a lot of pimping out within the beauty pageant circuits. Was there really? Yeah, oh, that makes yeah, sense. yeah. Wow. Mothers like to pimp out the daughters. That's weird yeah, because there's you can, like... You know, yeah, I'm sure you're a pedophile. You can cuddle up to her and take a photo with her. Sure, that's not pimping out your daughter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Kids are supposed to... Like, a kid that young is supposed to be, like, out playing outside, you know, in the dirt and... Playing with dolls yeah, and not, shit, and not, do, not playing with a grown man's being, joystick, and not being in essentially a, a professional. Doesn't a, matter a competitive how hard you on that, you'll never get the high score in snake. You'll never I, get that little white audio ball. medium. I have no response to that. Just letting <laughs> everyone know, I don't really know how to respond to that. You want to play pong? It takes a whole new meaning. I again. <laughs> All right, so Patricia Ramsey was obsessive over John Bonet's pageant career. It was almost She's like she was kind of six. living vicariously through her daughter. How do you have a career when you're six? Oh my god, that, I don't that's know, so man. much pressure on his little tiny kid. Yeah, it is. And honestly, I only know like what that pressure looks like on the kids because I was dating a chick who was obsessed with. I think the show was like called like Dance Moms or whatever. Yeah, but it was like like a dance school and the, it was reality like, like a reality dumbass bullshit show. Which, again, I kind of felt like those parents were also pimping out their daughters. Yeah. But a lot less pimpy than, you know, a beauty pageant, obviously. But I'd imagine it's the same kind of pressure with the mom. So, like, because they're always using words like, we got to win, we got to do this. Because they're living vicariously through their much more younger and attractive daughters. Oh, wow. Because like, I've even seen, like, the 18 to 20-something-year-olds doing dance, and their mothers are still the same way. Then their 40s and their 50s dried up. No one wants to fuck them, you know, because, you know, they're old. Wow. So they've got to live vicariously through their younger, prettier daughters. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, well, at least men don't have to do that. You know, if we are, like, if we're upset at our younger, more handsome, stronger sons, we just kill them. Damn. <laughs> we don't have to live vicariously through them. We just murder them and take their place. Wow. Yeah, Mel. Being a man's better. Who? Team man. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so she was very obsessive over John Bonet's uh, beauty career. Yeah. Uh, with many mothers repeatedly uh, showing their concerns and expressing their concerns over their opinion of her quote unquote pageant mother behavior. Oh, so he, wait, so the other pageant moms were like, yeah, you're yeah. not doing this she, right. Yeah. This is too much. Well, well, here's the thing. Every pageant mother has that pageant mother attitude. Yeah. But when you're being called out for being so extreme that the other extremists are like, damn, you're extreme, you know you're a you're problem. Per, you're pretty extreme. You're pretty extreme. <laughs> it's extreme, bro. It's rad. It's like 90, so everything was rad. And well, what was the TV show Gargoyles used jalapenos as like a... As like a like a noun like jalapeno, it's like what <laughs> the the fuck does that even mean? He's just saying jalapeno because it sounds nice. All but right, instead of saying like rad or whatever, like jalapeno. Oh. It's like why that, that one never really took off. No, that that one never. It should have, <laughs> but really it never anywhere. did. <laughs> it's like cowabunga, dude. <laughs> Fucking TMNT man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stuck in the nineties now. You kind of are. Uh. <laughs> I miss those days. The the four years of it I saw. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So, the parents were like, oh, my God. She's so radical and, you know, uh, tyrannical Yikes. about her daughter. And Pat- Patricia was, you know, very, very no- knowing that they were doing that. And she just didn't give a fuck and didn't stop her from doing anything that she was. Well, didn't stop her from doing what she was doing. Yeah. Patricia would obnoxiously demand special treatment for John Bonet at every turn during events. Oh, So, they'd have like, the goodness. people doing the makeup. And she would uh, complain that her daughter wasn't getting the results that she wanted. And she would complain that the woman doing makeup on the girls wasn't doing it good enough for her daughter. Where's and, my fruit platter? Yeah, she has to have like, a fruit platter. Yeah, exactly. Shit like that. Because, like, you know, they'd be like, oh, you know, every kid gets, like, 25 minutes with the makeup person. But she would demand, like, fucking three hours with the makeup person. It's all that dumb shit. Damn. And then she would, like, go back and just redo the makeup anyways herself. Wasting everyone's time. Uh, and she would also throw her own status as a pageant champion around like it's M&M's. So she would always wow. be like, you know, I'm a champion. And she would like, you know, fluff up her tits and shit. Wow. So she was like an uber Karen kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, super Karen. She actually probably had the Karen haircut too. <laughs> In the 90s, I don't think that that was optional. I, I no, believe that that was every a requirement. Bo- every white woman had the Karen haircut you, in the You'd 90s. walk into, into the salon and say, I want them. Like, nope, nope. Mm-mm. You're getting the Karen treatment. Yep. Just sit the fuck down. No, we know what you want already. Every <laughs> woman gets it. And we're going to dye your hair Where's specifically your just so your roots are showing. <laughs> <laughs> so this led to numerous issues with fellow moms, as well as many believing that John Bonet was being used and abused. Oh, Which geez. she kind of yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Kind of was. Absolutely. Uh, just be careful when you look up John Bonet used and abused online. You know, oh, no. You know, some spaces in there maybe use different words oh yeah uh, that oh. joke wasn't going in places oh neither was john Bonet. Dun, dun. oh my god anyways uh just so her mother could essentially relive her glory days through john Bonet is what i'm getting at yeah so like with dance moms like i, I pretty much pretty already said yeah that they they're just like pretty much any other insert activity here mom right uh, pageant moms are abusive not just towards those nearest to them uh, at events, but typically towards their own children, too. Oh, my goodness. And this can be seen in numerous different ways, with everything from hitting the child <gasps> if they don't sit still while doing hair and makeup to starving the child so they can, quote, unquote, <gasps> keep their figure. Oh, my goodness. Yes, these girls are not on a healthy diet. You're usually oh eating, like... Oh, my goodness. They're u- usually they're, little Yeah, kids. usually they're, like, eating lettuce and sucking on, like, a lemon rind. That's their meals. Didn't they? Didn't they do that in the Always Sunny episode yes. too? Yeah, oh that's very my accurate. God. 
I, uh, uh, so many times when it's like, I'm like, oh, they must be exaggerating. It's I like, remember no, there was a girl reality. in like elementary school who was like really big into uh, ballet. And oh, like, dear. I remember like she had to eat lunch and it was just like crackers and like lettuce and like lemon slices and like the fuck oh my goodness and she wow. seemed perfectly happy she was like yeah this is good i'm like no that's not meal that's that's what homeless people eat in the trash because that's all there is <laughs> oh, you're eating trash goodness. food what the fuck yeah. get a burger in you <laughs> so uh extreme behaviors like dieting for a child's pageant is not weird that's and commonplace the, it's commonplace for what they're doing to me it's weird as shit but it's wrong in their it's, circles and their that's cults, malnutrition like, it's, it's a cult like mentality oh honestly. yeah you're right it is so it's like vegans you know <laughs> vegans are weird they're wrong they're abominations but they're a cult <laughs> it's almost like a religious view you have to respect it even though you kind of just want to firebomb them all <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you didn't firebomb me yes and like I said, it's not uncommon. It's typically paired with forcing the little girls to wear fake breasts and implants. Wait, wait, even back then it was? The yeah, like, like they started the fake boobs and butt things in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Back God, when it was horrific. like becoming popular to give little girls big butts. And it was starting to become oh, like the new beauty that's trend. That's horrible. Because before, like, before the 90s, white girls, white women, they, they had all this one big backside. It's one long back. They didn't have a butt. It was just straight boom. But you know, the early two thousands hit. They start getting the Kim Kardashian bubble butts for no reason. Huh. Beauty standards change, man. Yeah. And unfortunately, beauty pageants have to follow the beauty standards because that's what they get judged on. <sighs> I can't say that sense without feeling weird. Yeah, those are yeah. children. It is. It is children. And normalize normally fetishizing the children, all in order to seem more appealing to the judges in order to win the titles. Which is the name of the game. Yeah. Because with these sick bitches, the title and wins means more than their own flesh and blood. And it appears that Patricia Ramsey was no different. Anything wow. to get the win. Patricia was so obsessed over John Bonet's career that she would woke, sorry, worked, not woked, woked, Eli, fucked us, uh, worked nonstop at honing her quote unquote special skills. And set that uh, she would do on stage. You know, they always do like a little performance, like singing, yeah, dance, yeah. shit like that. Oh, yeah. John Bonet would spend hours, like, juggling and doing shit like that. Like, but like, before, like, honestly, the age like, of six? Yeah, like, she was like a fucking Michael Jackson, you know? Gotta beat the shit out of Michael Jackson, make him sleep in the fireplace, and he sings fucking pure gold afterwards. Oh, my God. And not just that, she put John Bonet on a specialized diet of typically eating leafy greens and sucky on lemon slices. Which I had saw that in my research, and I was like, wow, she actually fully on admitted she starved her child. Yeah, that's starvation. And as a result of her obsessive nature, Patricia never really paid much attention to Burke, and his father was also constantly at work, so Burke kind of just got left behind. Yeah. Which, you know, it kind of makes sense. No one cares about the boys anyways. Yeah. So December 26, 1996, it's in the morning, the family, the Ramsey family wakes up to find that John Bonet's bed is empty. Ooh. Knowing something was weird, they searched the house, but instead of finding their daughter, they found a ransom note. Why do I not even remember this? You don't remember the ransom note? No. Like, I'd, uh, it was one of those things where I was not trying to pay attention. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was just always there, but I like I wasn't fascinated by the case. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't even know there was a ransom note. Yeah, there's a ransom note, and the, the note's an important part of the case. Come on. Damn. <laughs> you don't even know about the most important part of the case. I Mel. really don't. You want to know what the ransom note said? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm a little flummy. 
<laughs> Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. It is Christmas. It is the season of sharing. Right? <laughs> Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. Yes, yeah, there's actually an exclamation point there. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves it. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence an earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for a proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter's being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert a bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to, try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. Wow. Sounds like something out of the Hollywood horror movie, doesn't it? It really does, except there was a, that was pretty, pretty uh, wordy. That had a lot of... Uh, it was very wordy. It was two pages. It was a two-page ransom note. <laughs> it's wow. more of like a like ransom a little letter arrow, than like a note. Or do they write like over on no, it? Did they no, staple it? No, it was just really, really weird. Because they had like a lot of exclamation points that like didn't like belong where they put them. But how and then were they the had commas? weird abbreviations. <laughs> Not surprisingly, not not a lot of commas. Not a lot of commas. Not a lot of commas. Uh, it was just a just a lot I'm of judging. long sentences and the weird abbreviation at the end. Yeah, Which was... no one knows what that means. Really? Mm-hmm. That's funny. It almost it, it sounds like it comes from Hollywood, right? Do you know why Very... it sounds like it comes from Hollywood? <laughs> why? Because police eventually, after like in, in, like inspecting the letter, discovered that it has like connections to like possibly three different like action movies i have a list somewhere but yeah it reads like 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 it's written from like those movies well <laughs> if you see enough of those movies it just becomes natural yeah. if you ever are in a position where like i have to write a ransom note you're yeah. going to be tapping into that uh the uh <laughs> so, like, so it's two pages containing a lot of references to movies like ransom 
ruthless people, escape from New York, speed, and dirty Harry. <laughs> like, wow. Yes. All, all and then they said that there's possibly more, but they they couldn't give a fuck about finding out what other movies <laughs> are fucking ripoffs oh in the God. water. And despite the ransom note telling them to not phone the police, the Ramses immediately phoned the cops at 5.52 a.m. Yeah. Who were at the door within moments, because, again, rich family. Yeah. <laughs> and all the while, they never bothered to wake up Burke. Yeah, so he's asleep this entire time, (laughs) just not knowing anything. So police were baffled by the situation. It was clear that something had, in fact, happened that night since John Bonet was not in her bed. She was missing. But the only known people in the home that night were the Ramses themselves. And there was no sign of someone having well, like, broken it. We'll, we'll get into that, because that is, that is up for debate. So much to the investigators' surprise, the house was soon flooded with unwanted guests. Of course. Many, mainly friends and family who were now trampling all, all around the house. What and the like hell? every room going through it looking Why? for evidence. They were upturning rooms and being a nuisance trying to find John Bonet or any, any indication of who might have taken her. And it turns out that Patricia had called them all and asked them to come over to, in a show of support. And they had like a priest in there. Oh, they that had a bunch sounds of like a, what uh, Munchausen by proxy. Sounds a little suspicious. To me, it sounds that, suspicious as fuck. It sounds like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to get some attention. Well, yeah, I mean, you'll find families to do the, this a why lot. Why did the police say you can't have anybody over here until we finish our investigation? I don't know, Mel. Oh, my God. I don't Who are know, these cops? I don't know what these... They're rich people, now Mel. Now imagine they do them with, want. like, the English, the booby hats and, like, twirling their batons and shit <laughs> the and, like, t-hats. doing, the, like, the penguin walk because they what, don't know what, what? they're doing. <laughs> just all I hear Do you what, know what, what you're doing? You don't know what no, you're doing. What, what? And then it's like the clown car with like 30 people, they're always like 30 people coming into the house, you know, all at once. Yeah, and it's like, like a priest. Like, like honestly, if like my daughter's missing and a priest is nearby, I'd be like, okay, where is she? Damn. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have wow. no faith in, in priests. Anyways, so the officers who first responded to the call had already done a cursory search before the people started showing up. So I guess like they weren't like that, like, you know, angry about it. You know, I feel like they should have been pretty fucking angry yeah, about it. Yeah, get the it. hell out of the way. Uh, and, and during that cursory search, they found no evidence of a break-in. Huh. And since Patricia Ramsey swore her daughter was in her room the night before, they only cordoned off John Bonet's room, and the rest of the house was essentially free range for anybody to go anywhere. So the only crime scene was her bedroom. Huh? And was there a dog involved? I, no. No, I'm sorry. No. This is Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah, it's a Sherlock Holmes. What did the dog Holmes do in the nighttime? Nothing. There you go. And still, nobody bothered to wake up Burke. <laughs> and the fact <laughs> that he's like still 30, sleeping this 40 entire time. people yeah. in the house. <laughs> he's just sleeping. It's been a couple hours, and they're just letting him sleep. He just apparently. wakes up expecting breakfast. So like, during the, the cursory legs? search, Officer Rick French did check the basement. Yeah, I'm like, if you're gonna yeah. check, he checked the know, basement, and according to him, there's there. no sign of forced entry down there either. And when he came to a wooden door leading to like the back area of the basement, yeah. he didn't go any further. So he didn't open the door. He didn't open the door, and it was very suspicious. You know, a lot of a lot of people brought suspicion on him about it. And when he was asked, you know, every time he gets asked, like, why didn't you open the door? He said, because the the that part of the house led to like a like a back area of the house. If someone had used that as a way that that part of the house to get in, they would have had to broke break the door yeah. to get to the rest of the house. But he didn't think maybe and she was so, in there hiding or something? I don't know. Hmm. He just knows that the door was latched and there's obviously no one had, you know, because if you're trying to go through the other side, you got to break through the door and the door's not damaged. So he's like, fuck it, I'm not going to bother checking the rest he of the house. He saw too many house. horror movies. He's like, you know, I, I know what might be back there. I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's all suspicious as fuck. Yeah, it is. But you have to pay attention to the fact that he said that there was no sign of anyone breaking in. Yeah. Because that's important. 
<laughs> that's an important detail. Not so much that he didn't open the fucking door. Remember, the fact that there's remember, no other sign. That's important. It's all important. <laughs> so a few hours into the investigation, because that's what it is at this point, and still with no sign of what happened to John Benet, John made arrangements to pay the ransom. <laughs> and w- all the while, a forensic team was sent to the house, which was heavily contaminated. I know. Like, why would you forensics after 35 people have been walking around? In <laughs> yes, okay. it's annoying. And with them came Detective Linda Arnd. Arndt, A-R-N-D-T. A-R-N-Arndt. Arndt. 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 Aren't you glad I didn't say orange? <laughs> uh, she arrived uh. at the home around 8 a.m., and her and the family awaited further instructions from the kidnappers, but none came. And meanwhile, John's going to the ATM to take out, <laughs> take out the money, one hundred eighteen thousand yes. dollars in the, small bills, pretty much. <laughs> and there was no call or any sign that there was anybody out there getting ready to receive a large payment of cash. <laughs> okay, it all looked very suspicious. Yeah, it's all very suspicious. Yeah. This got investigators suspicious. Oddly enough. Oddly enough. And once more, Linda Arndt Arndt ordered a search of the house. This time, she solicited the help of John Ramsey and family friend Fleet White. Hmm. If he's not black, the name's not worth anything. (laughs) Missed opportunity. So at 1 p.m., she asked him to search the house and see if anything seemed to miss. 1 p.m.? Yeah, 1 p.m. Because they they, they waited for the phone call for the the ransom, and nothing came in. I'm assuming somebody served served, uh, refreshments at some point. Got Patricia, it's like, it's like eclair, 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 <laughs> cocoa, eclair, Christmas leftovers. Got like the little Swedish meatballs on like toothpicks. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> so this was sandwiches. an unsupervised search of the house. The cops didn't follow them, watch what they were doing, didn't search with wow. them. Uh, and John immediately went to the basement to start a search, suspiciously. While Fleet was off in another part of the house. I think eventually he did join John in the basement, but... At this point, John was in the basement by himself. Yeah. And after a while, John comes up from the basement steps, looking as white as a ghost, carrying the limp body (gasps) of his daughter. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And according to John, he had discovered her just behind the wooden door that led to the back areas of their basement. The one that the cop didn't open. Yeah, the one that the cop suspiciously didn't open. Huh. And he had removed her from where she was originally found and placed her upstairs. Wow. Which is a big no-no. Yeah, that's a crime that's scene. further contaminating crime scenes. Yeah. And which, once again, destroyed pretty much any evidence that was on her body. And John Benet's mouth and wrists were covered by duct tape and a nylon cord had garroted her, tied around her neck. Oh, my and goodness. And she was wrapped in like a white blanket. Oh. Yes. Oh, the autopsy revealed girl. that John Benet was killed by strangulation and a skull fracture. Oh, dear. That's so yeah, horrible. It's a pretty hardcore way to go, you know, yeah, unfortunately. poor little girl. I, I would say poor little girl, but her family's rich. So that poor, rich little girl. The the joke falls yeah, flat. Yeah, really kind of did. joke falls flat. I, mean, I I'm trying I'm trying to bring some levity to I know and to I, the situation. And I can't and you do, really can't. I know and I can't do the rim shot because I had to use that <laughs> I had to use that button for a special Christmas intro. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's what happens when you only yeah, have four I do buttons. apologize for ruining all of your Christmases with this <laughs> with this episode. But it happened uh, on Christmas. So it's a Christmas yes, tale, technically. It, is. it really is. Technically. And I am not going to apologize for delivering you the evil, though. I know. But you signed up for this it. shit. Yeah, you fuck you. <laughs> we love you, but fuck you. Uh, but those weren't the odd parts about his findings. 
According to the coroner, there was signs of sexual assault. Oh, no. But there were no indications that it was your typical assault. Oh. You know, they, they didn't leave behind semen, yeah. sperms, spermatozoa, if you okay. will. Yes. And they, they, so they found no semen, but there was evidence of, a, of vaginal injury Ooh. and trace amounts of male DNA from an unknown source. Ooh. And apparently there were some secretions found, but the majority of it was wiped clean. John Benet's death was definitely ruled a homicide. There's no wow, way you couldn't yeah. rule that. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's a suicide. So she <laughs> raped herself too? Yeah, she put the cord around her yeah, neck. I mean, <laughs> the duct tape, you know. Head. I don't know. Yeah. So the garret was made from a length of nylon cord tied around the broken handle of the paintbrush, which was used to tighten the cord around oh, her neck. Oh, my goodness. The paintbrush itself came from the house. Patricia had art supplies in the bathtub in the basement, and they found pieces of the paintbrush in the tub, but they never found the bottom third of the brush. Hmm. Yeah, which is, I think, like the bristles. They never found the bristles. I could be wrong. Yeah. But look, they said the bottom third, so I'm assuming it's the bristles. Yeah. So early on, investigators also found a bowl of pineapples left on the kitchen counter with a spoon in it. According to Patricia, she didn't recall feeding that to John Benet the night before uh, the night the night she was murdered. However, the coroner found evidence showing that she had in fact ate pineapple prior to the murder, and Burke's fingerprints were all over that bowl. Oh, yes, and, and she was like, "I don't remember that being there." Hmm. Yeah, because well, that's not part well, of her diet. Because yeah. if it's not lettuce and lemon like, slices, lemon slices, she's not allowed she's like, to have it. There's too much calories in pineapple and too much sugar. So, according to the Ramses, it couldn't have been Burks as he was asleep right up to the point that he woke up, which was so several hours after the police had already shown up. Of course not, because you so, can't, like, you know, like, go back to bed. Let me ask you a question, Mel. How many nine-year-old boys do you know? I don't know any. Yeah, careful on how you answer the question, because you may be incriminating yourself. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's not. I don't know any nine-year-old boys. You don't know any nine-year-old That's a safe I answer. Don't. I don't know nine, any, any nine-year-old boys either. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, so but you have. I will say though, I have. Been, you have been. I have been a nine-year-old nine boy, boy, sir. And I will say this: answer the question. As an ex-nine-year-old boy, <laughs> I don't remember a single time I slept until like noon. <laughs> and this boy slept past noon. He slept over twelve hours. Oh my god! That, wrong that, with that's him. what they're trying to say that he slept over twelve hours. Did he habitually sleep twelve hours? He had some kind of a mental disorder, or disease, or something. I don't think they something. paid enough attention to know oh, whether he did man. or didn't. But uh, I will say it's a little weird. He slept for over weird. twelve hours, uh, especially if he was already asleep all night. Yeah, that it's is a little odd. weird. And all the found evidence pointed towards two possible suspects in the murder of John Benet Ramsey. Mel, who do you think they were? Um, John and the the son. Yeah, yeah, I would say that you know if there's even male, though he's only nine, the traces still. of male DNA found on her body, and there's only two males close to her. Yeah, and I'm sure, one of them dead it. and there's no evidence that she was killed outside the house. Exactly. Well, despite having two uh, possible suspects, investigators only really considered one of them. I'm assuming John. Yes, and as the other one likely made them feel a bit icky about yeah, because, questioning it because he what his name Burke. Yeah, he's only nine, nine year old yeah. boy. And even when they were focused on a family member being a suspect, they quickly wrote them off as soon as they could, which, in my opinion, was a little too soon. That's weird. If there was no sign that the house had been broken into, mm -hmm. and I'm assuming they'd never heard anything back from the so-called kidnapper, yeah, so yeah, that was no, that, obviously that, that, that whole thing was fabricated. Yep. The, the, the ransom note went nowhere. It was clear to investigators that the ransom letter was a red herring. 
Like, and, yeah, it was, and it was bullshit. They put so much effort into that ransom note, two entire pages. Yes. And they were convinced that one of the Ramsey parents had to have written it. And even the FBI would later state that it was an odd ransom letter, <laughs> uh, to say the least, with many glaring issues such as the random ab abbreviations and appropriate exclamation marks and the precise amount of money demanded. Yeah, it was a very precise amount of money. Very precise amount. According to the Ramsey's financial records, the amount that was demanded in the letter was the precise amount of money that John Ramsey got in his previous year's Christmas bonus. <laughs> to Ooh, the literal I wish cent. I got a Christmas bonus know, right? like that. God Fucking damn. damn. And this is 1990, so that's like double that. That's now. like real money right yeah, there, Yeah, so it's like it's that's worth double. It's like quarter million dollars. Yeah, that's In today's money, fucking it's fucking a, amazing. Man. So this says that the author of the letter was knowledgeable of the family's intimate details. And what's more, the pad and pen used to write the letter came from within the house. And there was evidence that a draft letter had been written on that pad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, did they... Ransom, the fucking kidnappers wrote a draft letter, like, fuck this crumpled up, stuck in their pocket, and rewrote the letter. Did, did they subpoena, like, blockbuster rental records to see how, <laughs> how many movies with ransom letters that someone had rented that weekend? Literally, like, or how many like, people rented wait, ransom? Why are you watching a sixth movie? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and some of them actually has, like, was, was it Speed has Keanu Reeves in it? Maybe Keanu Reeves wrote the letter. Maybe he did it. You see, he was too nice. He's too nice. He definitely <laughs> killed John Benet Ramsey. Little bastards hiding something. No, I, the official stance on on the uh, of of the deuce on uh, Keanu Reeves is that he's just genuinely a nice person. We're not actually accusing him of the murder of John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> that's the official position. That, that's the, the official deuce. position. I don't want people to immediately burn us alive on Twitter because Keanu Reeves can do no wrong. <laughs> he is like modern Hollywood Jesus Christ. Wow. Yes, he's a very beloved guy. Okay. Rightfully so. I'm just saying. As long as he's in movies, they don't have a whole lot of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, his acting career is more in his facial expressions and yes. shutting the fuck up. It's like he sees a, you know, the script is like, well, more than a page of dialogue. Yeah, ah, yeah. You're heading into page See, two. To me, ah, Matrix would have been my favorite movie if he just shut the fuck up more. <laughs> <laughs> if they were like, he got shot in the throat, so he can't speak. Fuck yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I like John Wick so much, because he says he either parrots back what the people say to him or he just doesn't say anything. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. People Can't talk about him a lot. One. He doesn't talk much. Yeah, yeah. And he just kills everyone. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> uh, so so there was evidence of a draft letter having been written on that pad, but they never found it. And not to mention the fact that when it was inspected for fingerprints, the only ones found on it were Patricia's and the investigators who handled it. Well, that's fucking suspicious. That's fucking suspicious as hell. And the letter was so suspicious that they sent it out for a handwriting analysis. They also retrieved handwriting samples from all the Ramsey family members. Six different handwriting experts all believe that the writing in that letter matched Patricia's handwriting precisely. Well, that's a that's pretty conclusive. Not that yes. you know, handwriting analysis is an exact science. And but you still. even have a forensic pathologist, Michael Baden who inspected the ransom note and his 60 years of experience he never once seen one like it <laughs> and he was also wow. convinced that the letter was written by somebody within the home so you have this well-renowned pathologist saying it six other motherfuckers yeah. saying it i'm saying it mel's saying <laughs> it we're all saying it yeah. patricia wrote that shit yeah and those handwriting samples were gathered within hours of suspecting that somebody within the ramsey house was was the culprit investigators also took hair and blood samples in order to compare them to the dna found on john benet which might have been 
just useless because it's the 90s and DNA, you know, yeah, it was technology was in yeah. its infancy at <laughs> best. I just bit my tongue. <laughs> so John and Patricia were, br- fuck. You okay? I, I got a sip cocoa I, th- on that I one, think man. that that deserves a cocoa sip right there. That is a medicinal cocoa sip. It is. Oh, God damn. It burns, but it burns <laughs> so good. So John and Patricia were b- brought in for questioning by investigators. And they found the police, uh, they fought the police at every turn. You would think as parents, they would want to know who know had done this is, to yeah, their child. They would be more cooperative, but yeah. they were not cooperative whatsoever. Mm. Suspicious, indeed. For whatever reason, the Ramses were reluctant in helping them find their daughter's killer. Shocker! Shocked Pikachu. To face. me, there's only one reason why they would be that way. Yeah, maybe because they're the fucking killers and intentionally withheld information and would prematurely end interviews the moment investigators began steering the conversation their way. Oh, wow. (laughs) Scumbags. Yeah, and, and you'll... Uh, sorry, that was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I was trying not to make it disgusting. Uh, you know, like, when you drink hot, like, cocoa, and you get, like, that flummy ball of phlegm, oh, it's, like, in the my, back of your thanks throat. Thanks for the... You no, know, we didn't really need a description of that. Well, it's hard to talk when you have that there, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Work through your shit. <laughs> Work through your shit. It's a, it's a, it's a professional quality It is professional podcast. quality. Deuce. Tom Deucery. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Deucery. Yeah, the Tom Deucery is real on, on this one. <laughs> so later on, the Ramses, uh, later on, the Ramses claimed their lack of cooperation with investigators was due to the fact that they were afraid that if they had, it would take the investigators' focus from the person who really murdered John Bonet. Which makes no sense. But yeah, it makes no sense. But that was their, you know, their reasoning behind it. Like, when asked think of something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While many in the public in Ramsey House were disturbed by the focus investigators had on the Ramseys, odds were working against them. Hmm. In cases like these, it's a 12 to 1 chance that it was a family member or caregiver. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that makes sense. <laughs> so, I mean, if I was a cop, I'd be like, yeah, they fucking did it. Yeah. So, not to mention the literal mountain of evidence piled up against the Ramseys. Yeah. Uh, I have all this evidence. Odds are stacked against them. I'd be like, fucking arrest them. So, initially, the police found zero evidence of forced entry, right? In fact, Officer Rick French had been in the basement, literally inches away from John Bonet's body. He had stated there was no evidence of a break in down there. The only other person who was in the basement that morning before another search of the house was John, John Ramsey. That's right. So, I had nobody noticed that the basement window was broken. Really? Mm hmm. Basement window was broken. If there's no sign of forced entry, how come it's broken at after the the, the initial search? Hmm. Suspicious. Suspicious. In fact, it's likely that the rest of the scene, the broken window, was a last-minute staging. But by whom? That's the question. That is the question. Was it the overbearing, self-centered mother who used her daughter's looks to make money? The overworked father who barely was home and had zero time for his daughter? How about the little boy who's probably really annoyed and jealous at the attention his little sister was getting? Or maybe it truly was some random, unknowable, unseen psychopath who managed to somehow sneak in without breaking anything, lured John Bonet into the basement, raped and murdered her, and left without anyone seeing them. And also wrote a, a ransom, yeah. ransom note. Left no DNA <laughs> throughout the rest of the house. Fed her a bowl of yeah. pineapple. Pineapple for, for raping and murdering her in the basement. Yes. To me, the whole thing kind of smells really fishy. It really does. I, I, I've been in New York a while. I know what fish smells like. This smells <laughs> like fish. The letter was staged. John Benet's body was staged and even moved by John. Right. Who would have had ample time to break the window and stage the basement after the fact when he's hearing cops say there's no sign of any possible break-ins. 
So you go like, oh, fucking shit, make I didn't yourself, think yeah, of that. Didn't think of that. So Damn. he goes break a window. Yeah. And if he did that, then is it possible that he too could have wiped down John Bonet's vaginal area? Ugh. To hide whatever evidence could have been there. Yeah. What would be his motivations for doing any of that, Mel? Yeah. There, there's he no seems to have a shit ton of motivation, doesn't he? And the oh, he's the only one who knows the exact yeah. condition of her body when yeah. he found her because he picked her he up. He picked her up. That's all. Yep. That's all evidence. It you is. Know? I mean, hasn't he? I mean, anyone who watched like crime movies or TV show? That's why you this put is the elementary. tape. That's why you put the tape yeah, the, down. The crime, those, crime scene, the crime tape, scene yeah. tape. The cautionary tape. Yeah, and those guys, the people that <laughs> and take you the, they the take body the, in shock. They, See, you right, get it. and they take the photographs. Like all those guys, you're putting them out of business by yeah. moving bodies because they're like. They send them home. Mm -hmm. They're like, we don't need you to take pictures of the shit because they you, moved the you damn body. You make the, the, the case ten times harder the minute you move the body. Right, exactly. And the more you move the body, the more that, that difficulty gets ex, you know co compounded. Yeah. It's insane. It so really it didn't is. take long for the story to make national headlines. And to this day, the case remains a huge topic of discussion with numerous theories and speculation as to who done it. And it's still unsolved. <gasps> wow. I yeah. was hoping that it was like, oh, this is one of those ones where, you know, you go through all the elaborate and the stuff. And then, you know, you know, at the end, you're like, and then in 2010. This is unsolved because no one wants to go after the culprit. Because it's obvious who did it. Someone within the Ramsey house did it. It's you know, obvious. put a little pressure on each one of them and they would turn on each other. No, Come they on. No. Because they didn't. <laughs> All right, but we'll get into this because most, most of this episode is going to be about the bullshit. That's but wrong, though, because there's, there's no theories. justice for this little girl. Yeah, but fuck her. She doesn't matter. It's the story that matters. Mel, John Bonet never once mattered in her entire life. It's all about Aww. what people could get out of her. Yeah. How have you not noticed that? Yeah, that's very sad. Even we're kind of doing that, but I mean, at least at least I'm squeezing her like skull for water and not her body for water. Okay, I'm waiting. I, I waited a reasonable amount of time for her to be in the ground before I started using her. Oh my God, there's no, there's no way to get around it though. But there's two prevailing theories. Almost knocked down the cocoa. That would have been scary. Yes. There's two prevailing theories. There's the the family did it theory, and then there's the outsider theory. I'm primarily going to focus on the family did it Good, theory. because an outsider thing is yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit, and it's a distraction. But it there really will is. be a little bit where I talk about it. However, I just kind of throw it in a random place in here. So if it seems yeah. out of place, it's because I don't give a shit about it. But I just wanted to mention it to you motherfuckers. <laughs> To pad my runtime, apparently. <laughs> so investigators were stumped in more ways than one. They were certain that one of the Ramses had done it, but no matter how much evidence they found, they were hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Yeah. From public opinion to the district attorney's office, everyone and everything was hindering their investigation the moment it began heading the Ramsey's direction. This is like the George Floyd case. Public opinion really fucking mattered. Yeah. And according to the public opinion in the beginning, the Ramseys were innocent of okay. any wrongdoing. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I don't remember that exactly, but I do remember... Uh, public opinion turning mm -hmm. toward them i think from what i remember it's because the case had gone on it wasn't like yeah. oh well we instantly know yeah, who no, did it like, there's it was like early 2000s i remember is when they started to like to turn on the ramses and that's when you started to get like a lot of the uh the theories that they did it started becoming more mainstream because of the case had just gone on for so yeah, long yeah that's what it was because the case had gone on they weren't finding leads it, or whatever it was like you know okay we got a suspicious thing? 
the broken window thing. They people, the public didn't hear about the broken window until like a couple years after the case had already hit the news. Wow. And that really made people suspicious. Yeah. To me, the whole broken window thing is super suspicious because you're telling it's me fucking that, dumb. that cop didn't see the broken window with the glass everywhere. Yeah. When he did his initial search. Yeah. Come that's on. that's that's kind of ridiculous. It's re- it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, this but there's a lot of signs that you know you're dealing with amateurs. Well, it's it's either that or the window wasn't actually generally broken until after John was down there by himself. Yeah, but that's what I'm yeah. saying now because only an amateur would do that. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, there's absolutely. no sign of a break and let me do something that and it's like, okay, yeah. well, there's a lot But then it's also on invest on investigators for not keeping track of what the house looked like. And for the, not the saying time. no, these thirty yeah. people can't come in here. Indeed, because honestly, that that throws suspicion on like all the people that yep. were over there because they went all the over point. the house. That's the point. Everything that the Ramseys did was super suspicious. It was all about destroying the evidence and making it harder to read. Yeah, yeah. So they were, yeah, they were all over the place, unsupervised, yeah. contaminating Absolutely. evidence. Yeah. Fuck them. And the media called so 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 every time like you know like it was heading towards like oh the Ramsey's did it the media and everyone would be like no fuck you so the media called into question how the police handled the investigation the entire time that was their focus the focus wasn't on the little girl wasn't on the family it was on the investigators and how they weren't doing their job damn and and numerous times they would essentially slander the entire department and call them very unprofessional wow uh, and no matter how much investigators tried to push the media's attention for in, to get information uh the the, the no, and the known facts of the case you know they're trying to say hey we need you to help us get information talk about the known facts right uh the main focus of the media was still the sensationalizing of the case and of blaming those the, the department of everything that they were doing yeah. and a strange hyper focus on the beauty of the dead girl was also huge all over the newspapers and the yeah. the you know like, television like the coverage whole country became obsessed with how beautiful this little yep. girl was yep and it made me feel weird i was i was like six or seven i was like this is fucking disgusting yeah i felt like you know like I was like, I was like the same age when she died. I was like, damn, I feel like everyone's looking at me like that. Oh, shit. And I know I was an ugly fucking kid. <laughs> so, in fact, mid-investigation, the Ramses did numerous interviews, and they were the main focus of discussion. Uh, wasn't the case. Really? Yeah, I think I uh, fucked up that sentence. But essentially, <laughs> the interviews they did, the main focus of the case was uh, the, the beauty pageant wins and uh, Patricia's history of being a beauty queen and, you know, sensationalizing questions. They, they weren't talking about the case. They weren't talking about John Bonet's murder. They weren't talking about that. Oh, my God. But both John Bonet's and Patricia's careers in the, in, the, in the pageants, like I said, and it seemed that Patricia was enjoying the attention the entire time. Of course. Of course she would. And, and then you get tabloid journalism every major publisher who were hungry for any information so it wasn't just like you know what was was it was it like the, the new york american daily news or whatever it was like the the big tabloid you know paper you always saw everywhere yeah, but it was sun. hitting yeah it was like the sun or whatever but it was hitting like times union it was, it was hitting like new york times the post yeah. everyone was just tabloid journalism about this case yeah and they were saying some weird fucking shit <laughs> there was like a whole like like theory about like an underground pedophile sex cult being involved holy shit right? yeah i remember reading all about that shit in the papers man christians were insane like especially christians were losing their mind over this case oh wow as it was just hilarious uh so many speculated on uh whether or not john benet could would have been an attractive woman was also an often question that they the, the thing that they often questioned yeah it's like if she Ooh, had grown up would she have been sexy exactly or they were speculating on whether or not her death was like i said connected to child pornography rings or later on a pedophilia sex cult which that one to be fair is not the media's fault 
I'll get into that one later, but that, that's not their fault. They went that route. Okay. So in April 1997, so this is like six, eight months mm-hmm. afterwards, yeah. the Ramseys offered a $100,000 reward in the papers for information regarding the case. Finally. Finally. And three days later, they began submitting for interviews on television oh, and radio God. shows and wherever else they could, making money hand over fist. So uh, that's a wow. lot of suspicious as yeah. well. So due, due to the investigation, the Ramseys and friends of, uh, oh, sorry, Ramseys and friends of, I really fucked up that sentence, <laughs> they filed numerous defamation suits against the police department and several media organizations throughout essentially the lifetime of this case. What the hell? Some people actually had a genuine right to like file defamation lawsuits. Like this is guy that they accused of like being uh, sorry, his girlfriend like accused him of being like the one who raped and murdered John and He actually had a reason for filing that. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I totally didn't do this shit. It was slandered to like the twelfth degree. Yeah, but uh, the the fact that the Ramses filed for defamation is fucking hilarious. Oh it's God. like way to really seal the deal on your on your guilt there, guys. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's messed up. Uh, the ga- the case was garnering so much attention that the Ramses moved in the summer of '97 to a, a new home in Atlanta. No. Uh, and after that was only after spending most of the summer vacationing in their Charlevoix, Michigan retreat. And I'm no, I'm fucking vacationing. up. Vacationing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, vacation just after the daughter's death. And I know I'm fucking up Charlevoix, but fuck you guys. Yeah, that's all right. I'm American. <laughs> so while the majority of their attentions were on the Ramses, investigators actually managed to create a file on all known suspects of the crime. How many suspects do you think they had, Mel? Four. Nope. How many? Sixteen hundred by October of ninety-seven. Oh come on, that's ridiculous. Nope. Nope, they had over sixteen hundred names in, in that file That's of ridiculous. suspects. Yeah, and how do you? Th- how does anyone expect them to get anything done? My God, they, they have the suspects that, that they it want. It can't be that complicated. Apparently, it is. So, at some point in '97, Detective Lou Smith came out of retirement and, cons- and became a consultant on the case. And working closely with the district attorney's office, he did his own separate investigation, which ended in 1998 when he released, oh, sorry, May of 98, when he released his findings to the Boulder police. He believed that all the evidence pointed away from the Ramses. Because, hmm. of course, some of it makes does. no sense. Makes no sense. And despite how hard Schmidt tried, he was unable to shake the department's resolve and who they believed the murderer was. And that really just that really pissed him off. And it pissed yeah. off the media, too. And due to this, the DA's office sought to take control of the investigation entirely. Said, oh fuck the God. cops. They're not doing their job. We're going to do the job for them. Yeah. Because they believed, again, like the cops were intentionally targeting the Ramses and trying to railroad them at this point. Which I don't think uh, Des- they were railroaded. Despite them at all. the evidence and then just the statistical probability mm-hmm. of them doing it. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So this created righteous animosity between the police department and DA's office. Oh, that's always Which fun. does nothing but hamper investigations. Yeah. And two of the lead investigators had clashing views on the case. Oh which God. caused both of them to eventually resign from the case, but for di- for different reasons. Wow. So Lou Smith, like I said, believed that investigators had incompetently overlooked an intruder hypothesis, so that's why he left the case. And Steve Thomas believed the DA's office had interfered with and failed to support the investigation from the very get-go. And that's why he for left the case. For what reason, though? That's what I'm curious about. Because it's a rich family and they're probably yeah, paid very well. <laughs> Let's be real here. Yeah, this is my So this created suspicion. pressure to obtain a conviction. 
which caused Colorado Governor Roy Romer to intercede and name Michael Kane as the special prosecutor. And this guy initiated a grand jury immediately. The minute he got the case, he's yeah. like, fuck it, grand jury, let's go. Yeah. And on September 15th in 98, the grand jury convened and deliberated on whether or not to indict the Ramses for child abuse. Both of them. Both of them. And for intentionally obstructing an investigation. I mean, at the very least, you could do that. Yes. And which both of which was technically true. Yeah. Uh, they because uh, they, they saw evidence of Patricia Ramsey's abusive behaviors exhibited during the competitions and her overall handling of John Bonet's career, but also the fact that they put her in such a, a big exposure to threats like pedophiles right. just by being in the pageants alone was enough for them to see be like, yeah, that, that led to her death. Yeah. Either way, you want to shake it. Yeah. And technically, whether it was intentional or not, like I said, John Ramsey had destroyed crucial evidence relating to the murder. The moment he, he removed John Benet's body from where she, where he had found it. Not to mention, both of them had not been cooperative on numerous instances in the most crucial points of the investigation. Yeah. And yes, everything they did led to John Benet's death. Even if they didn't kill her outright, the fact that they exposed her to pageantry and garnered pretty severe celebrity as his young age exposes her to dangers such as pedophiles, Hollywood which is pedophiles democrats which is pedophiles, pedophiles. uh joe biden definitely sniffed her hair oh. <laughs> he probably has like a little lock of his like of her hair oh, in his pocket God. All right. he goes all right stop smells that's presidential yeah that's awful uh they were definitely interfering in the investigation he's though. like make murdering children great again oh my mm. god so uh despite all this the boulder da alex hunter didn't prosecute them for any of that Huh. Because he did not believe that he could meet the higher standard of reasonable doubt. Yeah. And because he was very much biased in their favor. Oh my so it was goodness. likely they wouldn't have even tried if they could. That's ridiculous. Where's justice for this poor little girl? No justice, Mel. No, no justice. justice. So in 1998, the theory that Burke was behind John Bonet's murder started to get some attention. And this is the one that I'm, uh, I, I'm in so I'm Team Burke. is this... <laughs> <laughs> is this your theory right now, or is this the theory that was going around maybe in the papers? Uh, I'm not sure on the notes yet. Okay. I'll let you know when it becomes more clear to me. <laughs> does that, does I love that how answer you, your question? I love how you work. Well, it's I just work like, now? now I'm just imagining you on the other side of the table there with like some scarves on and stuff, and like there's incense burning, and you've got like a crystal ball. You're like, I really don't know what this is going to say I until yeah, I summon the spirits. The spirit of past Eli, what do you have to share with us? Sometimes he fucks us. I would say that this is the evidence that they have for why okay. John why Burke so did it. So up until this point, it ha it was never really yeah. talked about never that really he was about. A, a suspect? He wasn't even really a suspect. They avoided him entirely, entirely. in the early investigation. Because he was nine at the time, yeah. right? Yeah, no one wanted to think of a little boy possibly raping and murdering his little sister. Yeah, nobody wanted to think about that. Because he was three years older than her. So, wow, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, they were talking about John uh, Burke be, being behind her murder so much so that, once again, the Ramses filed defamation suits oh, on his behalf. Oh, come on. It's a, it's a criminal investigation. Yeah. And they hired child psychologists who had friends coming out of the woodwork in defense of the Ramses, with them all claiming that the family had perfectly healthy relationships and there was no way that there was enough animosity in the house to make a little These boy do that. These people are fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, they're all insane. And they even had Mark Beckner saying in a televised interview interview that Burke Ramsey was not involved in killing his sister. But the evidence might point in his direction, though. 
So here's where I'm going to get into my theory a little okay. bit. It's kind of like a hybrid. So I believe that Burke was murder had murdered John Bonet and, the and then proceeded to meddle with her afterwards. If you okay. catch my yeah, graph. I do. And the evidence supports this theory. Okay. It's likely that he was experiencing jealousy regarding the attention John Bonet was getting. Or, at the very least, there was an incident between the two of them that the parents don't know about that would have aroused enough anger mm -hmm. for him to act out upon it. Yeah. And while there was no known interviews with him discussing life in the home and, and the extremely biased view that the Ramseys gave the media of their home, it's kind of obvious that the family cared more for her than him. Yeah. Especially by the fact that they let him sleep for, like, 12 hours. And, and nobody really him, noticed. Like, they yeah, didn't no one really, cared. Yeah, and this is shown in the fact, like I said, he was asleep until noonish the day she was murdered, uh, and the fact that he didn't really have any special interests like John Bonet did, so he was left alone in the house quite often. Yeah, so they weren't going to, like, his soccer games yes. or anything like that? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he had soccer games. Yeah. He might have had no interest at all. And this brings me to how I think the crime went down mel i don't think the murder was intentional oh okay a lot of a lot of the theories about burke say that oh he intentionally murdered her i don't think so okay i'm, I'm just gonna, gonna go along with it i did, hadn't even thought about that yeah. that it might have been an act i don't a, think he accident. intentionally murdered her i think it's likely that he was in the kitchen eating pineapple which explains why his fingerprints would be all over the bowl. Mm. Uh, and John Bonet likely either stole a piece or begged for a piece because she's not allowed to have it. And the, obviously, they were up later than their parents, right. and they were in the kitchen alone. So she might have been trying to sneak something she wasn't allowed to have because that's what kids do when they're fucking being starved. Yeah. Uh, so it's likely she stole like a piece of uh, from the bowl, being an annoying little sister, which would explain why there was little trace amounts of it in her mouth and in her stomach. Right. And then. Um, which is insane that they're like, oh, we didn't feed it to her, but she literally had like pineapple stuck in her like teeth. Yeah. So given the lack of attention given towards Burke, it's possible that he was not being supervised, and that John Bonet had again slipped away from her mother's watchful gaze, and possible to sneak from some fruit which is full of sugar, yeah, something her which mother she wasn't wouldn't let her have, yeah. and likely in a fit of rage that his sister took his food, and because he probably knew she wasn't allowed to have the fruit, yeah. Burke hit his sister in the head, crushing her skull. Oh, goodness. My, my theory is either he hit her in the head with something heavy and boom, or he pushed her down the stairs in the basement during a like And a, because a of the contamination of evidence, this You'll never wouldn't know. have been no, any way to, to yes. figure that out. Because everyone trampling up and down and then the removal of her body. Yeah. If it's the hit her in the head in the kitchen, somebody would have had to move her body from the kitchen to the basement. And then move it back from the basement to the kitchen. That's moving the body twice. That's yeah. contaminating a lot. Or if she fell down the stairs, someone would have had to drag her from the bottom of the stairs to the, the closet, the, the, essentially. Yeah, down in the basement, yeah. So either way, someone was removing the body twice. Yeah. Which would just destroy any evidence. So it's likely he did some sort of action to break her skull, crush it a little bit. And it's possible that he may have touched her in some way, mm -hmm. which would be why there was a trace amount of DNA found in her genital region while there not being any semen because he's not old enough to produce semen, but is old enough to produce trace amounts of DNA. Okay, that makes sense. And young boys, like I said, are capable of the rapey rape. Mm -hmm. And all that gross stuff. I don't know why I wrote that twice in my notes. Uh, this would greatly reduce the quality of the DNA found, which would be greatly harmed if wiped away. Right. Which yeah. brings me to the second part of my theory. And that is, no matter what the motivation was or whether or not Burke touched his sister, it's clear that his parents did their best to cover up the circumstances of John Bonet's death. 
Okay, with the nylon cord. With the with the nylon cord, with the removing the body, the breaking the windows, the the staging of everything. Everything about this case is staged, from the letter to the broken window to the way they found the body, where they found the body, moving the body. All that's staged. It's very obviously staged. I don't know yeah. how no one else saw it then. Yeah, yeah. And even to this day, people are like are defending their actions. Like, how do you defend that? How? Hmm. So, so if they didn't care very much about Burke, like they weren't particularly interested mm-hmm. in him, then they must have had a different motivation for covering. It might have been if, if, if he did it. They must have had a different it, motivation for covering it up. They probably didn't want to lose both their kids. They probably didn't want the embarrassment of having like society know that their son raped and murdered their daughter. Yeah, there could have been a, any numerous embarrassing reasons why they wouldn't want the case to be anything other than what it was. Yeah. Again, rich people think think and have rich problems. Right. These aren't problems. Poor and they have. definitely took advantage of it to get a lot of attention they from did. the media. They absolutely did. Uh, so this would explain them moving her body to the basement, hiding it behind the closed door, covering her with laundry, which would confuse touch DNA even more. Yep. Not yep. to mention wiping her genitalia, possibly because they realized what Burke did. Yeah. Or maybe even if John was the one who murdered and raped her, that would make sense too. Yeah. And then staging the strangulation, which actually ended up killing her. So she wasn't dead. She wasn't with dead the until head yeah, the head injury didn't kill her. The strangulation did. So it's likely that they thought she was dead. So they probably faked oh, the strangulation so... and that ended up actually killing her. Oh my god, it's so horrible. And this also sounds why the ransom letter sounds like a several movie scripts. Yeah, because this would be some poser's idea of what a ransom letter would be would be like. And then they would have written it after the fact, after yes. she had was already definitely yep. dead. Wow. What and why it demanded a very specific amount of money that only someone with intimate knowledge of the family would know. Why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just say a round number like a hundred thousand yeah. or something? And that's also why it was also written in Patricia. Written in what? R- written by Patricia in her yes. handwriting and had her fingerprints. She was the only. The only person outside the investigators had fingerprints on the letter. Yep. Yeah. That's way too suspicious. It really is. So this brings us to John's behavior of the day of discovery. Yeah. He did some suspicious things. He intentionally moved his daughter's body, which further confused evidence in the crime scene. He literally broke the window in the basement. I I have no doubt about that since, again, I think a cop would have noticed the broken basement window. If he's looking for evidence of a break-in, the first thing you check is the windows. The windows windows and and doors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he kept hearing, and it's only after people only discovered the broken window after he kept hearing people saying, "Oh, there's no broken windows. There's no 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 one kicked in the door." And then he's like, "I'll be right back." Yeah, and they let him unsupervised run around the run house, around the, the house. prime suspect. Yeah, and this explains again the cobwebs and lack of disturbance in the dust in all the window cells because you'll find later on that they look in all the broken windows, the cobwebs aren't broken. Hmm. So if someone broke the window to climb through, they would have disturbed the cobwebs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. none, none of the cobwebs were disturbed. None of the, the, the windowsill dirt and any of the windows in any floor it of the house. They would have shown scuff marks or... There was no scuff marks. It was undisturbed. Huh. And not only did the broken window have cobwebs, but it also had like a metal grate. That also had cobwebs. Was not disturbed. None of the vegetation around the windows or doors were disturbed. No fingerprints. There was no fingerprints. No there was no scuff marks. Nothing. Hmm. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. And of course, the window was obviously broken from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're like, wait, there's glass on the outside. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But well, you know, they they're they're breaking in, but they were very careful to pick the glass out and put it <laughs> in the outside of the window. <laughs> They were very considerate. They were very of the considerate. <laughs> they don't want someone stepping in. They're they like, walk you know, someone barefoot. could step yeah. on this. And hurt themselves. <laughs> uh, so th- all that evidence is very disturbing. Very yeah. points towards it being an inside job, if you will. It was definitely an inside job. And then, <laughs> 9-11. That's how. This is what we got to do. We got to check oh. all all the windows of the, the World Trade Center to see if there was an inside job. Dun, dun. I got nothing. Got nothing. I really don't. See, I'm always able to bring it all full circle, man. Yeah, you are. And honestly, I, I still think that, like, even this, like, even during 9/11, like, you kept hearing about 9/11 and John Benet Ramsey. That was like the only. Really? Yeah, that was like oh. the only case you would hear outside of 9/11, like that entire year in 2001. Yeah. It was John Benet 9/11? John Benet 9/11. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so uh, and then there was Patricia calling all those people into the home, which further destroyed any evidence that might exist elsewhere in the house. Yeah, she seemed like she went right through her address yes. book and called literally everybody. Yeah. So if they had cleaned up any blood on the kitchen floor, it would have been quickly covered up by people walking around, leaving dirt and shit everywhere. Yeah. And then there was their single-minded focus on trying to prove that an intruder was responsible. Everyone in the in the Ramsey house was like, no, no, it was an intruder. It was an intruder. Trust yeah. me. It was an intruder. But possibly the most damning evidence of all that proves Burke was responsible was the fact that he was asleep all day. Yeah. It's likely that he might have been up all night because if you find your son having murdered your daughter and you're freaking out trying to it's figure out what stressful. to do, one, you're not going to let him out of your sight, two, you're not going to let him sleep, and three, you're, it's going to take hours to you know plan all this shit out. Yeah. So he's not getting sleep anytime soon, which would explain why he probably was genuinely asleep all day because he might have gone to bed. Do you think he was asleep or do you think that he was just in there? Well, it's either he was asleep or he was just in there and they were using it as an excuse to nobody keep him went away from investigators. Yeah. yeah. No one went and got him. Not until like, you know, noon. When yeah. people were like, hey, don't you have a son? <laughs> uh, and later on, with better DNA testing technology, they were actually able to prove that the DNA found in her regions uh, came from a male relative of John Benet's. Okay, so then it was. They, they weren't only able two to determine how close of a relative it was. Yeah. But they did say, yeah, it's trace amounts of, you know, because they, they shared a lot of similar genetic markers. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, and only men produce semen. Last time I checked. I mean, <laughs> nowadays I I could be proven wrong, but as far as I know, only men have semen. Yeah, because we're submarines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like I said, there wasn't enough markers to show if it was a father or a brother or a cousin, uh, because it was likely because it was missing semen. Yeah, which right. to me is even more damning. Evidence. It is. It really is. Uh, and to further prove my point, during a CBS special. Back in 2016, they actually offered their theory on the case. Okay. And they stated that Burke had hit his sister over the head with a flashlight after she stole some of his pineapple. So they got half yep. of what I said right. <laughs> uh, however, despite the evidence that points towards Burke or someone within the home, by May 1999, the DA reiterated that nobody ever considered Burke a suspect. Wow. Also in 1999, Governor Bill Owens spoke out against the Ramseys, who were at this point hiding behind lawyers and appeals and a PR firm, avoiding uh, them, telling them to avoid uh, giving any information to the police and avoid any unfavorable interviews. They had hired a PR firm? Yeah, they had a PR firm. Like like three years after her daughter's death, and they're still dealing with the shit. 
Oh, my God. Yes. That's so weird because even if their family was messed up and they were, you know, dysfunctional and even if they hated each other, as soon as something happens where mm-hmm. the family is threatened, they can unite like a like an impenetrable wall. Oh, yeah. And no outsiders are going to yep. find out what happened. If you got enough money, that wall could be made out of titanium or vibranium. And we all know <laughs> vibranium is fucking impossible to break through. I was thinking more of a wall of attorneys, but yeah. <laughs> um, that might as well be a wall of vibranium. Let's be real here. Yes. <laughs> so the case would still be hotly debated. And in 2002, I know I'm doing a lot of time jumping. That's but all right. There really isn't a lot of, I'm not going to just rehash all the speculation and sensationalism that the fucking news well, did. Well, since it's an unsolved case that was that huge, yeah. there must always be speculation yeah, about what the happened. The speculation and shit ton of sensationalization. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on the core the core events and the core concepts. Yeah. Uh, so the, it was hotly debated even in 2002 when the DA's successor, Mary Lacey, took over the investigation. So in 2002, they're still investigating it? It's still an yep. open investigation? still an open investigation. And you, you, you'll find that there's a lot of changing of hands in this case. There's been a, a lot. lot of sheriffs are, you know, giving the case over to the, their, their their successor. Yeah. The district attorneys getting, I think there's like three or four different district attorneys that ran this case. That's crazy. Just because that's how long this case has been. Like, their careers were, like, this entire case. Yeah. That is actually kind of interesting. So, Mary Lacey, uh, she immediately cut the police out. <laughs> Once again, she was like, she's in the uh, whole intruder, you know, camp of people. So, yeah. she cut out the police and she focused the investigation entirely on the intruder theory and refused to work with the police, which really that's, hampers an investigation. Yeah, it does. And there was a libel case brought up by the Ramseys around this time. And the judge of that case ruled that there was no evidence to support the Ramsey connection whatsoever. That there was a mountain of evidence supporting an outsider being the murderer. Bitch, where? <laughs> that's literally my reaction when, when I read that in the paper. I'm like, bitch, where the fuck do you see this evidence? Where is it? Present Present it? To the audience, please. Yes. And in April 2003, Mary Lacey used the the judge's ruling from that libel case as her argument as to why she was supporting an investigation, excluding the Ramseys as suspects. That's just stupid. That's really dumb. But that's how important precedents are. Mm. You don't need evidence to set a precedent. Yeah. So that December, forensics extracted enough material from a mixed blood sample found on John Benet's underwear to establish a DNA profile. Okay. They were able to prove that it belonged to an unknown male person. However, they were unable to exclude a relative. (laughs) Okay, so they accomplished literally nothing. 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 (laughs) They could have been like, licked their finger, touch it. Like it's like, yep, tastes like semen. (laughs) It's an unknown male figure. Or I hired like a hooker to do it. Like she's like, yep, I have semen. I've seen it before. I've seen plenty of it. I work with it daily. I know what semen is. That's that's definitely comes. That's man comes right there. Uh, that's that's what they did, but they used technology to do that, Mel. That, you see, if that's I was some invest- old technology. If I was investigating, it's the, the world's old technology. oldest, <laughs> world's oldest profession, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You can't have a prostitute come up, like, ma'am. You are not an expert. And she said, no, no, I'm a professional. No, like, she, she's a, a camalier. That's what they call Does them. That... Camaliers. They're they're professional oh DNA God. testers. So walking to the bus stop every day and passing on these these professionals. Weaving yes, along in the yeah. streets, the, the professional Kamaliers trying to get my attention, and I'm just like, no. Wait, the the, the female hookers are trying to get your attention. Wow, they must think you're a dude. I do, or business I, is really I don't slow. know who or they think. Really I don't think slow, they know. Mel. You know that at, at that point at six a.m. in the morning, they don't know who they are. 
yeah, so many drugs, and then it just pumps they full do, but that's of why so much I'm, cum. That's the only positive thing about it being really cold in the morning. It tends to keep the yeah, the uh, drug dealers and the crack whores off the streets. Yes, it really unless, does. Unless they get really hungry. Yeah. I, I, I will say this: most people get confused. Uh, hookers get confused. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I gotta find the joke, find the humor where you can find the humor. You really right? do. So the DNA was entered into CODIS. What's that? It's like this huge national Database. DNA da- data bank. You find you hear about it all the time if you like watch like those like dumb TV shows about like cops and shit. They always talk about CODIS. It's actually real. <laughs> and the sample did not match any known profile in the case in, in, in within CODIS. So it's not like a known guy. Yeah. Which again kind of proves my point that it might have been Burke <laughs> with a name like Burke. Come on. No. So additional traces of male DNA were found on the cord, paintbrush, and John Benet's clothes. They found six different DNA samples, however, and they were unable to identify a single one of them. Interesting. Yes. However, they, they found that the DNA that they found in the genital region kind of sort of matched some of the DNA found on the cord and the paintbrushes, which told them that the killer and the rapist one and the same mm, at, at the very yeah. least. Yeah. And the fact that similar DNA was found, like I said, in those places means that it must belong to the killer, and there is no forensic indication that the killer was somebody outside the house. The DNA found is called touch DNA, which is like the lowest form of DNA you could find because it's yeah. boom, that's touch DNA. Yeah. I don't know if anyone can hear that or if I just ear raped <laughs> you. Everyone I heard apologize that. to you if I ear raped you, but the fact that I'm rubbing my wooden table, I'm leaving behind all this touch DNA. I don't know, DNA. is that technically wood? I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it looks like wood. It's got it's got the the, the wood uh, the layering thing on it, like the sticker that makes it look like wood. Yeah, I think that's really what that is. You see that repeated <laughs> pattern on there, man. Yes, yeah. yes. It's got a good grain. Fresh from China. Fresh. <laughs> it's got a good grain. <laughs> really ties the room together. Uh, so uh, it's, it's the most common way of getting DNA is just by touching shit. Yeah. And this can happen just by walking by someone. You walk by someone, you saw your skin cells land on them, boom, touch DNA. Gross. So if they're murdered and they find your skin cell, boom, you're automatically a suspect oh, because man. you walk so by them. So I'm a suspect. For, no one on the rides the bus with me can get yes. murdered now because yep, I'll, I'll be a suspect. You're welcome. Imagine how much <laughs> DNA's falling off those hookers and onto you. Oh God! It's not I just stay all away from no. DNA. There's like a 20 foot radius <laughs> you cannot get within 20 feet of me. Don't worry, you can't get AIDS that way. Last time I checked. <laughs> so touch DNA is almost exclusively trace DNA. It's the lowest form. You can't really build any case using yeah. touch DNA. It's really more about trying to prove somebody was, was there, around there, more it just or less floated than, down yeah. there onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah more or less didn't than necessarily like, do anything. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why a lot of people don't tend to get convictions based entirely off of touch DNA. It's, it is possible. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Those lawyers are geniuses or they did some black voodoo magic to convince the jury. So that all that proves essentially is that you were yes. in the vicinity at yes. the time. Okay. So if someone gets murdered in this living room right now and because I touched the wall, they uh, they can prove I was in the room. Okay. Yes. Uh, but it's never really enough to, it's never enough to exonerate people from suspicion. Right. An opinion that I share with Michael Baden, who was like, yeah, yeah, you, you can't exonerate anyone off of this. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mary Lacey didn't get the didn't get the memo. <laughs> As if the investigation wasn't hard enough, Patricia had to throw yet another wrench into the works. No, no. Because she fucking died of ovarian cancer in 2006 at 49 years old. Oh, dear. That's horrible. Yes. Yes. But wow. that cuts down the... Uh, the, the suspect pool and, yeah. the, and a third right there. <laughs> uh, however, investigators looking into the intruder theory caught a break in their failing investigation. A trainee named Alexis Val Reich 
a man known as John Mark Carr. Why is that? A- I'm super excited because I actually I, I I know of John Mark Carr. I, I oh. won't say that I know John Mark Carr. I don't think I ever met the man. Yeah. But in my circles, you hear about John Mark Carr quite a bit. Okay. I'm just gonna leave that there. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, technically he's a tranny man who thinks he's a woman. Yeah. And they were arrested in Bangkok after confessing to the murder of John Benet Ramsey. Whoa. Yes. But again, if anyone has ever heard of anything about John Mike Carr, you know that it's full of shit. Because <laughs> the guy is literally, he, he's a loser. Yeah. Fuck him. He's a weird loser. So on August 15th, 2006, investigators would interview him and discover that he was full of shit. <laughs> and his confe- in, in, in his confession, he claimed that he broke into the Ramsey's home and drugged John Binet before raping her until she died of an accidental drug overdose. Okay. It was a very graphic, a lot more graphic yeah. than what I put. I'm I sure get, he enjoyed writing that. I gave you the Cliff's that. notes. I'm sure he, he was coming up with that story. He was hard while sucking on his like, quill pen the entire time he was writing Oh, that. my God. Fucking, he's a disgusting human being. Yeah. He managed, and I will never respect his pronouns. Just right. figure. No, no. Fuck no. him. So he managed to only provide ba- basic facts to the case, most of which were publicized details. Yeah. In fact, John Mark Carr would fail to provide any convincing details that he <laughs> was ever there. Not a single one. <laughs> Not a single one. However, they still did their due diligence, yeah. and the investigators still did their best to rule him out as a suspect, which was harder than like the, they should like, have been. Question one, do you know where they live? What's their address? Yeah. And he'd be like, um... It's Colorado. <laughs> somewhere somewhere all, in Colorado. All Pretty sure it's Colorado. And the fact that they're doing this interview in Bangkok. I wonder why he's what, specifically... Do you know what state they live in? Oh. But what specifically would lure someone like John Mark Carr to Bangkok, Mel? Uh, you're going to have to answer that question. I think it's obvious. What brings any rich white man to Bangkok? I, that is out of my wheelhouse. I don't uh, know. I would say it's about three feet tall and might be a human being... Definitely a pedophile's delight. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. That's why I can't that's why I can't vacation to Thailand unless I'm bringing like thirty women with me and they're all like, you know, like with me at all times and I'm taking like all constant photos because I don't want anyone to associate me with all those other fuckers who go to like Thailand and like South America and Brazil and shit just to fuck children. Yeah. It's disgusting. That's why I, I you know what I'm never leaving this country. <laughs> I'm not putting that out there, guys. I'm never because yeah. it, it's so funny, but it's so fucked up yeah. that when you see any picture of like old dude by an old white dude by himself in like a Thai like airport you know why he's there and it's disgusting it's such a meme but it's disgusting yeah Uh, so first off they proved that his claim of drugging her was false since there was no evidence in her toxicology report whatsoever and secondly their DNA never matched up with any found within the Ramsey home of course not but this wasn't where John Mark Carr's story would end (laughs) okay shortly after his arrest went public the media kind of entered into a frenzy because John Mark Carr was a bit of a weirdo, and some reported on his weirdness. <laughs> All right. So John Mark Carr was a 41-year-old school teacher who was a known pedophile and supporter of pedophilia. Oh, he was nice. also a registered Democrat and probably voted for Biden in the most recent election. Just so you motherfuckers know. I've heard people say that he's the one that created the term MAP. I, I doubt it. I don't think he's smart enough, but yeah. I have heard that in my circles. And MAP means... Mute minor attracted person. Yeah, pedophile. That's what people who are pro-pedophiles say. 
Yes. And it's disgusting. Whenever it I hear someone disgusting. say map, so I, I don't want, I can't watch Dora the Explorer anymore because they go map, map, map. I'm a map. I'm a map. And it makes you just want to go punch them. Yeah, and you see in the uh, I'm all riled up now. I'm, the, I'm like, those, let's, let's go bust, a, let's go bust a nerd, let's those, bust a pedophile. Yeah, Beat those uh, pro-trans children's books. They have in yes. the illustrations. You see the word map. You see maps. Yeah. You see compasses and, uh, and all Mark that. John Mark Carr wrote a few books like that. They didn't get published. <gasps> Did he? Okay, <laughs> but he was wow. attempting to publish materials that would very easily get published today if he tried. Yeah, vile, and vile they would people end up in schools. Yeah. In fact, if he waited like 10 years, he would be revered and be like this love, loving Jesus Christ figure for the left. He'd really, be at the library on... Uh, he was a little too quick with it. He was a little too eager to say. Drag queen story hour, right? Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. such an eager beaver, man. Too eager. It was really weird. Groomerville. Groomerville, USA. So he attempted to get numerous manuscripts for books, talking about how pedophilia was love and going into explicit details about... Things he would do with children and all oh that gross shit. Oh my god! And within my little group of people, we would uh, hear about him, and we prayed for the day he would try to approach somebody like us because we would set him a lot, set him on fire by tying him to a tree and burning him. To yeah, because that's what you do mm-hmm. to pedophiles. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, but all of this is connected to uh, his transgenderism. And to transgenderism in general, because he believed that all transgender people were pedophiles. Huh. And Interesting. He specifically used it as evidence that it was perfectly normal and healthy to be a pedophile. Okay. Yes. And he wrote many of them under the pen name Daxus the Conqueror. All these books. He wrote a book about how good pedophilia was, about how transgender people are all pedophiles. But it was again. It was all Dax is the Conqueror, which yeah. I honestly feel like I kind of want a book where the author's name is Dax is the Conqueror because that sounds pretty fucking dope. <laughs> I, I, I will give him credit for that one. That was, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Not like, but it's gotta be like a good book, you know, like yeah. like a book with lots of titties and like like lots of like adults having sex and murdering dragons and shit, like normal stuff. <laughs> It's got like a wizard that looks like Gandalf, but he's just got like a giant throbbing cock for like a staff. Holy God. He rides like a rainbow, like a unicorn horse. I'm into that. He's <laughs> got a big busty Viking chick who's like his companion. All right. Come on. No. You tell me you wouldn't read that? No. Uh, also, that's really I not my I just described thing. like the side of a panel van with a custom art. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you like did. any rock yes, album from like did. the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boris yeah. Vallejo, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, in, uh, he had all that. And in fact, it would be found that some of his romance material would display the fans, the fantasy that he laid out in his confession. Oh, okay, yeah. So this was just his... He was rock hard jacking it under the yeah. table during the interview yeah. the so entire time. He was trying to get attention. Yeah, and, and this is where he wanted that perfect little girl he could drug and touch whenever he wanted. Oh, jeez. And she would like it, and he even had fantasies about being able to impregnate little girls. Wow. He was really weird. I'm, I'm feeling really weird just talking about it. But yeah. anyway, let me, let me skip through John Mycar because it goes even further. It gets even weirder. So John Mark Carr would even go on to try to be a bit of a pedophile sex cult leader. Okay. And as a person who may or may not be a leader of a sex organization, I wouldn't say we're a cult. Former leader. Former leader. Former leader. Uh, he's a fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we do not own him. Uh, he yeah, is he on has his been own. judged. He has been judged, and if you see him, break his kneecaps with a fucking baseball bat <laughs> before you bash his head in. Thank you. That's the official stance of the deuce. Fuck him. <laughs> but his idea was that he would create a following of little girls because his entire cult would be little girls. He would be the only adult human in there. Wow. And they would all be little girls who fit the John Bonet description of little feet, curly blonde hair, really young, white. Wow. That porcelain doll kind of look. Yeah. And uh, they had to have blue eyes and blonde hair, too. Oh and goodness. he called them the Immaculates. Wow. And the whole point of him coming out as trans and even getting the surgery, because he, he got surgery, was to gain access to little girls. And he fully admits that. Okay. So he went through all that, sterilized yeah, himself, so had himself castrated. easier access to little so girls. So he could get easier access to little girls. Which, to me, that's what trannies do. Like if a dude cuts off his dick and grows tits, he's only doing that so he can try to pretend to be a chick to blend in with the other chicks. So autogynophilia, pedophilia... Yeah. Basic and, and mental again, illnesses. You may interpret that as hatred of trans people. I don't hate you because you're trans. I hate you because you're fucking weird. <laughs> All right. You, like I know plenty of dudes. They got their dicks. They got you know, they got the breast implants. They fuck women. They like adult women. They're not weirdos outside of their physical appearance. Yeah. But they're like two of them in a sea of a, a billion of them. You know, it's fucking weird. Yeah, and they need to stay out of women's bathrooms. Nah, I don't give a shit. Fuck you guys. I do. I care. You're invading all my spaces like work. Stay out of women's sports. Stay rights. out of girls' sports. Stay nah, out of the bathrooms. Nah, you know, you know, this is what women stay get. Out of the changing they wanted rooms. the right to vote. They wanted the right to work. They invaded the masculine, <laughs> the masculine area of society and outside world. So now you get all your fucking areas invaded. Fuck you. Uh, and people can't see you know, I'm laughing my balls off trying to say that. I think they can hear that. <laughs> and they probably. Or they heard a little, uh, uh, I might have been choking. You You might have been choking me just then. <laughs> Hearing a little choking noises. So the whole point of him coming out as trans, like I said, was him getting access to little girls. And he tried to use that to recruit little girls into his organization. But he managed to recruit one of them. One girl, he managed to recruit her, and he tried using her to recruit other little girls, but it kind of failed because her parents caught on to what he was doing. So they sent her to like a rehab center for like a couple of years to try to put distance between the two. Yeah. And that kind of worked a little bit because they had a relationship. They were fucking grossly. Ugh. And uh, after she got released from the facility, they kind of had some contact, but she was a little bit wiser to what yeah. he was doing. Wow. Yeah. But all in all, when it comes to sex cult leaders, he was a failure and a poser. Try harder, guys. Try harder. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's not that hard to have a sex cult. All you got to do is get a bunch of like-minded people together and fuck them really well. If you suck at sex, you can't be a good leader. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a pedophile about it, man. Fucking, yeah. Don't be a weirdo about it. Like that's, that's one thing I hate. I want, uh, you go to an orgy, and there's always that one guy that makes it weird. It's like, dude, we're just a bunch of people fucking. Why do you gotta make it weird? <laughs> like he's in there, he's like, I gotta slap it and get it, get get ready, and he's got like hype himself up in the corner. It's like, dude, you're making it weird. Just leave. You're killing the vibes, man. <laughs> killing the vibes. <laughs> so the dude was just a try-hard poser and managed to fail at everything he did. And he gives cult leaders a bad name. Again, I'm going to keep ragging on John Mark Cargus. Fuck him. But in July 9th, 2008, the, Boulder's DA, the Boulder DA's office announced that as a result of newly developed DNA testing techniques, they were able to rule out the Ramsey family as suspects. Oh, yeah. At this point, I don't think anybody believes no, that. Come on. I don't believe them. 
Lacey publicly exonerated the entire family based entirely off of touch DNA and nothing more. No, which you can't really do. That's which you not, can't do. Yeah, it, it's, that's not it's how that really works. retarded. And once this announcement was made, it caused a new wave of speculation and sensationalism. And that's what you'll see with this case. Is every time like a year or two would go by, the, you know, the reporting on it would slow down. Yeah. Investigators would do something like this. Boom, huge wave of speculation and more sensationalization. And then they would just start talking about John Carr and a bunch of other fucking so like weirdos and shit. So people whose entire careers were, were yes. doing this kind of thing. Yeah, yes, they Jeez. were. In the media and, yeah, and police. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was, that was it. Eventually the case would just be closed once more. Yeah. So she only was able to give out that that uh, that apology, that uh, exoneration. They even wrote an apology letter that they sent to the Ramsey family. Oh, please. Yeah, fuck you guys. So investigators looking into the outsider theory started with employees at Access Graphics. Okay. Uh, that was due to the amount of money left in the ransom letter. They figured only someone within the house or an employee of where he worked, where John worked, would know what the dollar amount that he got in his Christmas bonus was. So they were they were careful enough to know the exact dollar amount, but they didn't think ahead to write the ransom note, a practice ransom note, outside the house. They were like, oh, shit, yes. I forgot to write the ransom note, and then wrote it there. Mm -hmm. They recruited the mother to. They said, "You have better handwriting than I do. Can you just do me a favor?" Could have, could have forced her to write it. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know where the theory was going, but it makes sense that the Ramses would implicate their entire that well that entire organization in general. Yeah, because it just adds to the pool of suspects that they would have to investigate and further muddies the water. I'm sure that they appreciated that. Oh yeah. And, and they gave them a litany of suspects. I think like the majority of suspects on their suspect list came from this company. They just had like everyone there, anyone from payroll, anyone who was a secretary, the oh fucking janitors. God. They're like, you know, we. Oh my god! Like I saw, yes. like I saw the guy once at a meeting. I don't know, you know, who is this guy? And however, searching into the look into the company was a fruitless endeavor. Oddly enough. Oddly enough. But then they had more suspects. Well, they they kept Even finding more, more intruder suspects. Most of which was stemmed from an unclaimed bookmark found in the basement. Uh, an unclaimed book. Okay. Which, I mean, how many bookmarks? Like, like you've gone through shit. How many bookmarks do you not remember owning? But like, you like find it randomly in your shit. Shit. A lot. I used to have a, yeah. a collection of bookmarks. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a really benign object that like no one remembers having until you yeah. see it and go, oh, maybe I had it, maybe I didn't. <laughs> That's kind of what this situation was. They just found a random bookmark in the basement. They say, oh, this is obviously from As the intruder. They were, they were murdering her yeah. while they were reading. <laughs> reading. They lost their bookmark. Yeah, I mean, the, the I'm not trying to Bible. put this together. Wow. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Uh, which, I, for me, is a stupid reason for thinking there was a stranger in the house. Is like, I've never seen that bookmark before. Well, you do have two children. I've never seen this bookmark before. <laughs> yes. It must have been a stranger that yes. came in with a bookmark. Apparently. They are, they're like, this murder may take a while. I have to have something to read. Yes. It was John Mark Carr's bookmark. <laughs> like, He's like, I killed that bitch by slutting her up and down her sides with paper cuts. <laughs> like, like, bitch, there wasn't what even a cut on her. The fact that he said that he drugged her and she died from an overdose when there yeah. was no evidence, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's like... You want? Oh, oh, I got these God. scars. Right. Come on, you tell me that John Lockhart isn't like the fucking Joker, like a Joker you can make fun of. Ugh. It's like I killed that little girl. You want? Oh, I get it. Nah, I ate a pussy. <laughs> Damn. That was a, that's from a movie. Yeah. I was trying to make it funny. Come on. I'm sorry. It's you. 
You have what? a terrible sense of humor, I, okay? <laughs> anyway, so an early, any early uh, person of interest was essentially fucked for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Because they were always prematurely announced as people of interest, and it ruined many lives. One oh, of which wow. was neighbor Bill McReynolds. My God. Uh, but with the last name Mick Reynolds, you kind of you kind of deserve what you, what you get, you know. Why? Uh, he was suspect because he was playing Santa for the Ramses, you know, on Christmas or like that week. They yeah. had a party. He was Santa for the party, and then local reporter Chris Wolf also caught a stray bullet. Uh, but this is the guy that his girlfriend accused of murdering <laughs> John. Uh, I say ex girlfriend. She's ex girlfriend now. Yeah. He quickly became ex girlfriend after the <laughs> accusation was made. She earned it. Well, yeah. He was a re- local reporter. And Chris Wolf was one of the earliest defamation cases seen in connection to the murder as well. Oh, okay. Because immediately he sued for defamation. Yeah, like, no, you're not doing this. Uh, his was back in 2003, and it was ruled that he had nothing to do with the murder. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think he got restitution as it affected him personally and professionally, because I don't think he's gotten a job ever since. <laughs> Especially not in the media. Yeah. So getting desperate, the investigators supporting the intruder theory began suspecting the housekeeper. Which, to me, is not truly... It's not It's not the unlikely. Butler did it? Well... If you think about it, the the odds are it's a family member or a caretaker. Yeah. Housekeepers technically are caretakers. I didn't even saying. know they had a housekeeper. Yeah, this is the first time they're mentioning. <laughs> uh, so so, but the, the theory that working around the housekeeper is just kind of showing their desperation. Linda Puff or Poo P U G H is that Poo or Puff? Pew. I'm, I'm going to go with Poof. <laughs> Linda Poof. She was accused of the Ram. Uh, she was accused by the Ramses. So that that ends that relationship right there. Uh, to have been heavy-handed when it came to dealing with the kids. She's a housekeeper. I get it. She's with around the children, but she's not like a nanny. So why is she like swatting right, your kids? And why are you okay with her swatting at your kids? What if she hell? did swat at them. And at one point expressed a desire to quote unquote bash the little heads in, according to the Ramses. Well, okay. However, Which these were baseless specific. accusations and she was eventually exonerated as well. And I believe she also sued for defamation. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining the the uh the house cleaner from, from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. no, no. They're like, did you murder the little girl? No, 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 little girl. No, no, no. And she's like, like cleaning, like, like, like the flashlight, blow off a flashlight. <laughs> Was that Burke? No, no, Mister no, Burke. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I fucking love the episode when she like sneaks across like the border to go see with her, hu- like, be with her husband. It's like the one day a year she gets off to do that. He's like, oh, you smell like cleaners. And she's like, no, 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 no. I fucking love it. Uh, so, But the last real suspect that the investigators would have for nearly a decade would be Michael Helgoth. Who's that? Another dude with a killer name. <laughs> he was suspicious uh, because he killed himself shortly after John Monet's death. That's why he's so suspicious. He can't, so they're like, oh, this guy's great because he can't defend himself. Yeah. Like, like he here's, just here's ruined himself with this. White women always ruin everything. You can't fucking kill yourself anytime any one of them goes missing because then you're immediately a suspect. You're fucking dead. <laughs> They're like, it's the dead guy. But I bet if it was a little black girl, no one would have suspected that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, white women destroy everything damn. you touch. 
it's JonBenet's fault <laughs> that his suicide got overshadowed by her death. Oh, my God. Uh, however, there was no evidence that showed he even knew who the Ramses were. <laughs> He's just a guy in the area. They're like, oh, my God. You can't even kill yourself in peace God, anymore, man. No, seriously. Wow. So desperate to prove the theory, investigators would conduct hundreds of DNA tests, which pretty much whatever DNA they could find, which I'm pretty sure they had investigators scraping the bus stop. I know. What the hell, man? There were zero matches in their hundreds upon hundreds of tests. And this brings us to the evidence that Louis Schmidt felt proved his theory. All right. And this is why this theory is bullshit. <laughs> uh, the night of John Benet's murder, two windows were slightly open. Slightly open. You could have slipped uh, it's, it's just enough to let electrical, you know, like let the cords of the lights outside to pass through. Because it was in. Christmas. Because right? it's Christmas. Yeah. Uh, that was about it. <laughs> he also believed that somebody could have climbed through the broken basement window, but again, the cobwebs. Yeah. And the fact the, the window wasn't was broken <laughs> when the cops first searched it. Yeah, that, that's pretty suspicious. Yeah, it's pretty suspicious. Uh, and then again, no, none of the disturbances of like the the vegetation and shit like that. Yeah. It's not pretty much point. no yeah, evidence. Yeah, there's no evidence whatsoever. He also believed that the intruder used a stun gun to subdue John Bonet. Even though there was no evidence of a stun gun yeah, being used were, on him. Yeah, her. They, they found no evidence of like electrical burns or anything. Uh, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing to suggest anything that he said was right but for whatever reason smith's theory was backed up by famous profiler john douglas which makes me think he's been full of shit his entire fucking career <laughs> although i do love john douglas he, yeah. he uh his name is like you cannot mention him without mentioning bsu which is the behavioral sciences unit of the fbi he's okay. the guy who essentially is the reason why that exists huh, he's like the ultimate serial killer profile he profiled edmund kemper, kemper ted bundy john wayne gacy berkowitz you name wow him. Dahmer. like he interviewed he's the guy that went around and interviewed all those guys Ew. i think he had bundy help him find uh i want to say he was the green river killer there's a bunch of shit that like he he's a real famous dude really smart knows what he's talking about except when it comes to this case apparently yeah, that's really <laughs> what the hell. Uh, and yeah, it's just really. And he might have been on on his way out mentally by the time they're like, "Hey, why don't you support?" After his name? working with serial yeah. killers and interviewing serial killers and stuff like they, that they for they an probably, entire like, career, the the, the 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 scrambled his brain. Orbiters of that theory probably just wanted like his name attached to their theory. Yeah, he probably didn't probably... even know what the fuck the evidence was. <laughs> He's probably senile by the time they got to him. <laughs> yeah, that that seems likely. Like, he's in his office, he's got the gun in his mouth, and like, whoa, 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 we got one last case for you. <laughs> then you can go. Uh, <laughs> it got dark really quick. Yeah. Uh, so there's no evidence uh, to support any of this. No no support from the PD and Smith uh, quitting due to this theory being unpopular. <laughs> and this investigation stagnated fairly quickly and became entirely reliant on investigating people who confessed to the crime. Which was a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Even to this day, you still get people to confess to it. Like, shit, I did. You know what? It's my official confession. I killed John Benet Ramsey. Oh I climbed God. out of my onesie. I got in a taxi. I drove all the way from New York. <laughs> to, actually, I was probably Ohio at this time, being homeless. Anyways, I, I stole the brown bomber from Ohio. I drove all the way to Colorado just to kill this little bitch. Damn. I did it with a fucking rattle. Yeah, arrest me now. Arrest uh, me now. Make me famous. Is that really how you want to go out? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be car famous. 
Uh, no, I don't want to be that kind. Of, uh, that, no. that's a little. That's a little gross. Uh, I don't want to be that kind of famous. Fuck that. Uh, so to further illustrate how dumb the intruder theory is, it can be said that there had been over a hundred burglaries done in the region, and there were thirty-eight known sex offenders within the two-mile radius of the Ramsey's home, none of which were connected to the murder. And they didn't even bother investigating gonna, them. They didn't even bother investigating. They didn't that's even hilarious. investigate the thirty-eight pedophiles in a two-mile radius. They're like, nope, those guys are clearly innocent. <laughs> like, uh, at least if I was going to be this hard for a intruder theory, I would have talked to those guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, so, Some of them might have confessed because they were like, "Hey, yeah, sure, why not?" No, see, you don't have to like interview them. Just walk up, and be like, "Huh, blondes, right? Fucking get my dick hard." And if they say, "Yeah," like, "Oh, you're automatically a suspect." Like, hey, <laughs> it's like, "No, man, I like brunettes." It's like, "Okay, my bad, sir. Go, go about your day." Oh my god. Uh. <sighs> go go. Uh, it's, it's, it's cooled down enough to actually like chug it. It's kind of <laughs> nice. Uh, this is also despite them running with the child pornographer theory. Likely spurned on again by John Mark Carr, who was a known child pornographer. Yeah. Where they believed that she was targeted specifically to generate illicit porn, but the man got, in their words, too excited to do his job and ended up killing her instead. Like breaking into the home to film her? Yeah, and then, like, that like essentially, no, that's bizarre. their theory was... He broke into the home, dragged her to the basement where he wanted to shoot the porn, and then after raping her, he just got really excited and killed her. My God! So he brought all his he brought his camera equipment. Yeah, and his stuff, camera, you know? there were no cell phones. He back left there. his bookmark behind. But he oh. left his bookmark. Yeah, that his was bookmark. The, yes, the, the and, telltale and, bookmark. And his, and his binder on how to work the camera equipment. Oh my God! He had a very a specific passage <laughs> that he wanted to read. Uh. So February second, two thousand and nine, Boulder Police Chief Mark Beckner. It's like probably the second or third police chief in the case. Yeah. Announced that the new DA, Stan Garnett, who definitely is the third D, D, uh, AD on there. What is yeah. it? DA? AD. Wait, AD or DA? <laughs> I think past the district attorney, fucked, yeah. the, the attorney, attorney general. We don't know what this is. is. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the DA. Passy that I fucked is over. DA. I'm just dyslexic, apparently. Uh, the, the, it's the third DA, and he would resume the investigation, and the police regained control over it under him. He was like, yeah, fucking you guys do your job. Garnett would try to reopen the 1999 charges made against the Ramses about the child abuse and shit. Yeah. However, the statute of limitations ended for those crimes, so he gave up on a review of that case, wow. which is unfortunate. Yeah. And it wouldn't be until October 2010 that he would really do any sort of real work on the case, <laughs> which resulted in new interviews being conducted and a fresh inquiry by a committee that included state and federal investigators. Oh, wow. And the police were expected to use the brand new DNA technology in their investigation However, there was no new inf information to be gathered, and the case would grow quiet once more. Wow. And it would be quiet until 2015. Oh, my God. Where Mark Beckner would give a scathing interview where he would tear Lacey a new one. He waited this entire time, <laughs> all these years, yeah. just to shit on her for whatever reason. He claimed that exonerating people with evidence that wasn't even confirmed to be connected to the case was absurd. Yeah, it is. Uh, he also believed that the investigation should be focused on John Bonet's clothing, regardless of what theory you're working with. Right. And until they could prove that otherwise, the suspect is the donator of the unknown DNA. Right. Which all, it's common sense shit. Yeah. That you talk about, you know, 20 years, 25 years after the we fucking watched, murder. We watched like two episodes of Law and Order, like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that makes perfect sense. So the last known mention of the case I could find was back in 2016. Okay. When police chief Greg Testa, again, this like the third <laughs> fucking chief, claimed the case was still an open investigation. 
know, at and this point. Whether you want to think a family member killed John Bonet Ramsey or if an intruder did it, I think we can all agree on a few things. Mainly that the investigation was grossly mishandled at every step by everyone. Yeah. Her parents look sketchy and guilty as fuck. Fuck John the, Mark Carr. Yeah. And we may never know who actually murdered John Bonet Ramsey, making her one of the greatest mysteries in American pop culture. I think John I think Burke did it. Because fuck Burke. And he's like a grown man, but fuck him. It was definitely an inside job. It was an inside job. Yeah. And that's all I got. Wow. That was uh that was a that was slightly very, gross. That was a very, very sad case. I mean, I remember it at the time. But everybody yeah. was just obsessed with her so-called celebrity, mm-hmm. and, and the circumstances there were so many, surrounding her death. There were so many pictures of her from her little, from her yeah, beauty Yeah, honestly, like, like when that. it comes to like little girls, I don't know what any of them look like. But I can close my eyes right now. I can imagine like the the curly blonde hair and like the white yeah, dress that they it, always took a picture of her in. Yeah, it it became a. It's fucking a, weird. A part of the pop culture fabric of America. Yep. And honestly, every true crime podcast covers this case at least once. <laughs> at some but do point. they do it in a Christmas special? With I that don't think they have ever had the balls deuce, to do it. That special deuce spiciness. The, the, the spunk. We put spiciness. our spunk all over her. It's sort of a little bit of nutmeg, a little <laughs> wait, bit wait, of wait, BO. Wait, wait. You, you can't say nutmeg when I say spunk, okay? Nutmeg. I would put our nutmeg all over her face. <laughs> Oh, it's not the that's not where I was going with that at all. But you know, oh, no. put, how many times do I I'll say that to you on a daily basis? Your face. You say it about everything. Cause I have no filter. I'm saying things like right now that in ten years people are going to use as incriminating evidence against me in some way. <laughs> that's that's just how we go. We go balls to the wall. The we dudes. really do. But yeah, really as do. far as I know, I don't think any of them has dared to actually talk about her on the anniversary of her death. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it, like what better time to talk about a dead little girl than on the day she died? Well, for the for delivering evil. Yes, it's you know, perfect. It really is. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna spend the rest of the Christmas feeling weird. You feel weird every Christmas. Are you kidding me? I do feel weird every Christmas. Uh, I think it's weird that people worship a wizard who was nailed to a piece of wood. Uh, sand I, wizard. Sand wizard. A desert wizard. <laughs> uh yeah to me it's a weird tradition yeah you know you nail the guy to a cross you find little boxes wrapped in shiny paper underneath the fir tree because let's be real here uh they didn't have spruces back in jesus's day in jesus land (laughs) jesus land. (laughs) you know what i mean they didn't have like green trees with lights on them in like the middle east maybe they should have I mean, last time I checked, that you're not going to see those kind of like. Are there even coniferous trees in the Middle East? I don't know. Because I, I don't really see know, like, like, palm I, like tre- I know fucking well, anything. Then about again, the yeah, goddamn only, palm trees. Only it's goddamn, it's the goddamn coconuts everywhere, right? <laughs> my only experience of looking at the Middle East was like old photos of like you know like Desert Storm and our uh, attacking Afghanistan. So the trees are either palm well, trees or I was or thinking of like fucking. My my brain went to the fucking Lawrence of Arabia. And I'm like, they had camels and sand. I don't know what the fuck they had there. <laughs> yeah, but like, wasn't Lawrence Arabia like like fucking filmed in like Hawaii, like on a beach oh, in Hawaii, like Honolulu? It was actually a soundstage. They imported like 16 billion tons of sand <laughs> and all the Africans they needed. They only had one camel. They just used them a lot. Yeah. Like, get off. Get somebody else on them. <laughs> this reminds me of like the Mummy movie. <laughs> They didn't import Brendan Fraser to Africa. They imported Africa to Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you know, whatever <laughs> holiday you you wish to to celebrate and God you wish to worship today, yeah. just know that no god is more powerful than the god of American commerce. <laughs> and that's what this day is really about. And I will oh. never not remind you of that fact. So go out there, spend, 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 and vote Republican. Don't think about it. Just vote Republican. Oh, my God. Because every year they say vote buy Democrat American. and don't think about it. Buy, buy American. American. But I'm just saying, you know, buy American. Make Stay American. away from that fucking Chinese-made crap covered in I, I love the hot cocoa mix, man. <laughs> Chinese hot cocoa mix is awesome because you can almost taste the lead poisoning in it. <laughs> And on that note, Mel, before we say other shit, because it's not I deuce know, after dark. <laughs> so before we say anything yes. else that's going to get us canceled or looked at suspiciously, yeah, uh, let's just you know do what we do at the end of the show and plug our shit. Yeah, plug our shit. So if you want to have a sense of community for whatever reason, if you want to bang my head against the wall and rail on me about mocking a little girl who died, uh, was it 25 years ago to, to this day? Some number of years <laughs> ago. Yeah, it's 96. It's 2024, essentially. Yeah, I'd say 19. Yeah, I'll give her 19 some number, years. Some number of yeah. years. If you want to rail on me for a girl who's been dead longer than you've been alive, you can follow us at the deuce underscore podcast on, on? X. You go, she X gonna give it to you. You gonna <laughs> give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Every damn episode. John Bonet gonna give it to you. Oh, she gonna give it to you. She come on, like, man. Dig yourself out of her grave and just like All fucking murder right. me. Jeez. It's gonna be like. But then again, I'm so big now. It's like dealing with like Chucky. You've like been playing too much. No, don't worry about it. They don't need to know what video games I play. <laughs> video games. Video. But yeah, if you want to, you know, have any sort of community, show us your support outside yeah. of how you already do it. Go to X. Let us know how you feel. Right, exactly. And if even if you want to see me rail the shit out of people on, on Twitter who want to harass me about where my research is and citing my sources yeah. and me telling them to go fuck themselves. Or, you know, you could do something productive and suggest episodes for yeah. us. If there's something we haven't covered that Absolutely. you want to hear us cover. Without I'm ridiculousness. All, I'm all to taking Research people's suggestions into consideration and ignoring them and probably doing the episode in a year no, afterwards. No, that's just, that's just what you do to me. Idea. No, we don't need to cover that. Every other podcast covers that. Well, still. Well, yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, like okay, to or, be fair, the, the you know, episode I had lined up for Christmas would have been oh, better. Oh, God, no. Because it was like that I, Japanese I girl that. who was like raped and tortured veto. for like 40 days straight. And you're like, Eli, veto. we can't cover that. I'm like, veto. Mel, I thought you were maturing and you could handle the evil no. that we're delivering. The only Apparently the, the not. The episode that I want to hear us do is Kaczynski. Oh, eventually we'll do Kaczynski. He is the patron saint of the dudes. Teddy the is our is saint. dead. He, he is, is up in a he is. cabin he was, it, somewhere. I don't know if it's up the, or down, the, the but he's in his little anniversary, but cabin. I fucked it up. I apologize. <laughs> I, I did fuck that up. We will eventually do Kaczynski. I got him lined up next to like everyone else. I got another serial killer. Uh, was it uh, something, the Beast, something? Yeah, uh, that's right. He's a new guy. He, he got arrested like a couple years ago. Case is still ongoing. This was the one with the case in two different states? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly and uh, Delaware, I think. Huh. Yeah. So, oh, was it Illinois and Delaware? Because Philly's not a, a state, it's a city. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't expect that to go there, uh, but I right. apologize. You know, my geography skills. I, I ain't geography imitating. <laughs> some, guy, Geogra- some guy on Twitter is like, you don't know your geometry. I'm like, you don't know your geography. Because <laughs> cause I was saying something, and it was like, it was, he was trying to say geography, but he said geometry. And he's like, he's like yeah, it's geometry. He's like the study of, like, you know, like geography. I'm like, no, the study of geography is called geography. <laughs> 
So you you knew the word, oh, you understood the word, but God. just couldn't just quite whatever, get there. just blame autocorrect. That's all. Yeah, honestly, that's what I would have done. <laughs> Geom- I'm, I'm doing my geometation. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we got we got so much coming down the chute. It's hard to keep track of what we got going on. It really on. is. It really is, especially with the holidays and us releasing two episodes on the same day, yeah. which I didn't think about. But <laughs> I realized that's what, exactly what we're doing because Christmas is a Monday. So yeah. So just now, in this moment, you're realizing. Yeah, I'm this. just realizing that. So yeah, yeah so enjoy. Good job. See, it, it is an extra Good special. Good job keeping Christmas. all that shit straight. It is an extra special Christmas, but it it's really okay. Is. It's you it know, is deuce quality. It's deuce. It's what Only you expect. Better than from the us. deuce is more deuce. More deuce. We all love the deuce in and around our mouth. And on that <laughs> note, Mel, there's only one last thing we have to say. Don't, don't fuck, fuck in, in the, the woods. woods. And if you're gonna be a pageant girl, don't be little. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Those of us that deliver us some evil want to thank you for listening. All of our episodes are available at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. For the latest news, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash deliverussomeevil or email us at deliverussomeevilpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't fuck in the woods.